I, I hate how often you got to go on a road trip and then nobody just, you know, you, you automatically know that we're all in our 20s and 30, fucking almost one now. But yeah, the general consistent is let's get as far as we can without stopping. Yeah. That's just an overrated, I think that's a fucking overrated like mindset. Because number one, let's fucking get out and stretch our legs. And number two, I don't fucking really feel the need to dehydrate. So let's stop at every Right, but at what no, but every like, every maybe every fucking ninety minutes go to goddamn okay, every, every ninety minutes. Not even really that often, but maybe two hours. I was gonna say, so I got a three hour drive tomorrow. I'm no, not, just I'm fucking not, go straight there. Stop. Maybe take one stop. On yeah, I'll stop like I'll stop go to the bathroom by. before you get in the car. Don't drink any fluids, and then you want to right. eat. But that's like, the thing, thing is, like, there's I get fucked up when I don't drink fluids. We were playing golf. Played golf what a week and a half ago. Yeah, and I didn't really drink very much well I, I drank i feel like quite a bit but i only pissed once in the 18 holes at the turn My and man. i had an awful fucking dehydration headache by the end of it meanwhile jake yeah, I, just like casually fucking so it affects me but meanwhile jake is casually drinking like a, a few beers and he seems fucking totally fine dude, i'm a camel around, around. i did have i did have a little bit of a headache when i got back but i was i was like inoperable for the rest of the day um, Just like you were the other day. What so. was the story, Jay? Because I was trying to remember this story. I was telling someone. What was the thing with Pat, and you, and Mike when you were going on a float trip? Fucking. Where did he have to pee for forty-five minutes, or was it a poop? No, he took a shit. So like, what, so can you explain what happened? Yeah, that was I, a I, shit. I was trying to remember this. Where did I, I shit? I can't remember Mike's house, right? Oh, I shit at. Yeah, he shit at Mike's house. So we. Oh, well, this, we, was we, we're we're okay. Okay. this was bad. This was bad. Leaving to go on a. Was I late? I was was I the latest one to yeah, like first? Yes, you were okay. So I was. Well, I mean, it's like not, but it's bit. not that big of a deal. Like well, I, no, but like I live like five minutes, ten minutes. That's like one out anyway, of like eight things. So yeah, so <laughs> to get down to the float trip, Pat, we all meeting at Mike's. Pat drives. It's me, Pat, and Mike. We're leaving from his house, okay. and we're like ready to get going, and we're already running. We're already figuring we're running a little bit far behind. Yeah, so right. like. Yep. We're over there, me and Mike are getting stuff together, putting it in this truck, and we're like, all right, where the hell's Pat? So we're texting him the past, like, all right, so he pulls up. <laughs> he pulls up, and then he's like, ah, guys, I gotta take a shit. And like, all right. Wasn't he hungover? So, you guys were at... Yeah, you were hungover. Where'd you were you we went with him. Was this... We yes, went to yes, yes. We went to Blarney. Yeah. yeah, we went to Blarney. You got tore... You were tore up before. But that was the whole too. Yeah, we were out to, like... That was the whole... That was the whole... Dude, that was so funny, though, because, like... That was a Your Snapchat, were you just flipping us all off when you're driving past us? Was I? Yes. I thought I just, like, said, like, I don't think I flipped you guys off. No, you flipped us off. You flipped... I was mainly flipping You flipped the stone off. Anyway, I'm just glad that I'm so hungover. So you so hungover, you had to take a shit. Yeah, I didn't wouldn't have that. I was hungover. Pat was. So he, had to, he about, wouldn't yeah. take was a shit. Was I hungover? I just had, was running away. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't take a shit. He goes into Michael. All right, bathroom's on this. And dude, I, I mean, he was in there for like 25 minutes. And me and Michael were like, 40. what in the fuck? <laughs> and I fucking destroyed that toilet oh, after, 10 or, after 10 or 15 minutes. I, she, she, I mean, I just have to, we just have to tell a story like how... No, I no, I definitely went. I destroyed Mike's toilet to the point where I've only I've only, it was only the second time in my life where I took a shit at a friend's house, looked at the mess, and I was like, I cannot leave this like this. I have to clean this myself. So I sheepishly walked out of the bathroom. I found Mike and I said, Mike, um, can I have your uh, toilet bowl cleaner and shit? And he gave it to me, and I I cleaned it up. 
And oh, then we got on the road, I believe, right? But that's how bad the shit was. Wait, but so was well, that's that's something the, else. Really that's not the end of the yeah, yeah, so then we get so then we're like, all right. Well, I told Mike, I was like, well, I gotta stop somewhere. We gotta before we get there, so I can go buy beers or I gotta buy something. He's like, all right, well, fine. And well, Pat's like, well, I gotta eat too. And we're like, okay, here we go. Yeah, Pat needed fucking fried chicken for whatever reason. Fried chicken. This was like chicken. the best. Fried chicken is the best float trip. Fucking. That is. That's not. Okay, I want to say it's the best, but it's solid float trip. No, it's not. It's greasy. It's just on the water. It'll go soggy. You stick it in a fucking. Well, then plastic. And you stick it in a Ziploc bag, and then yeah, it's like it gets soggy, dude. Yeah, it does. It gets cold, but there's still like a fucking decent amount of like, crisp on there. If it's like less, let me look up what is. I don't think it's as uncommon, uncommon as food. Trip food. You want to look yeah. up fried chicken? I would say it's trip? dots. So I forgot. Dots. We did get dots. dots. I That's my. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Now yeah. I, I know Fruit. that we. I know that we stopped at a little <laughs> rinky dick fucking Walmart somewhere down forty four. That didn't yeah, was was it was off. Off. Well, I'm. Oh, okay. We're kind of yeah, yeah, collaborating because yeah. we're trying. There's a lot of details to the story, and I was kind of embarrassed by the time I got down there. So I don't know. We tried to get a bunch of shit at this rinky dink Walmart, I guess, and I don't know. We weren't there very long. We got water and then left. Forgot. I mean, maybe we got a couple supplies, but we still had to go to the gas station because everybody still needed something because it was a rinky dink Walmart. And what I remember about the gas station is, okay, so there. There were two, and I was—I I didn't really like the selection of the first one. We only stopped at one, but I kind of asked Mike. I was like, "How do you think the chances are of stopping at the at the mobile right there?" Too? No, it was Casey's. Whatever, whatever the fuck it was, whichever the second, whatever the other gas station was that I had my eye on, I asked Mike. I was like, "What do you think of the chances?" And he was predictably and I, understandably, he was like, "I uh, just find something to eat here, Pat." And I was like, "Okay, fair enough." And so I took. They all got there. Go ahead. So and before he before he gets to his part of the story, I want to tell it from my perspective. Sure, this is hilarious. So we are we are in we're in the the gas station, Casey's, and we go in, and it's like okay, um, why like we're walking in, and again, this is float trip stuff. Like I'm not right, looking for right. like a three breakfast meal, fresh, yeah, like ice cream. <laughs> right. This is like snacks. Get some snacks. Yeah, not enough to survive, and of course, enough for my beer. Uh-huh. Go. So I go in. I got some. I got some pretzels. Uh-huh. Dots pretzels, yeah. and I got the oh, honey mustard baller. Okay. And I got yeah. some, maybe a couple other snacks, and then maybe I got like a sandwich or something, okay. and then a, a couple drinks. And like, well, I went up there, gave the lady my card, paid, and then got out. And Mike's the same way, paid and got out. <laughs> and we get in the freaking truck, and we're sitting there, we're waiting. <laughs> And we're like, again, we're like still like an hour out. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Why Why is it taking him so long? They're waiting forever. We're waiting forever. <laughs> this guy, literally, this guy pulls up in a Jeep, and he pulls up right next to us. He gets out. He stumbles in. He goes up to the register. He goes up to the register. He comes back out before Pat is even done. We're like, what is he doing? Like, what is he waiting <laughs> Finally, Pat emerges, and he tells us this bullshit story. Well, okay, so what, now what I remember, it took me forever. So I, I went in there, because I didn't like the selection. I said, Mike, do you think we could check out the other gas station? Because I'm looking around, and I just don't love what I see. Like, I don't like the fucking cold sandwiches. There's not some cool fucking thing I can heat up in a microwave, something that I would find appetizing. So I just didn't like the selection of that gas station. And Mike said, no, nah, let's just get something here. 
And so I took a little bit more time. Yeah, really you can't really to... be choosed when you're late as fuck. Yeah. You're late as fuck. Well, we, were, we really weren't in that bad of it. We really weren't in that bad of it. So you were the last Dude, I thought I, I was late like a, as fuck. Our signatures yeah. for everybody. And listen, I thought I was late. That's great. Guy, I was there before you guys, and I was like, there's no way I did. That's great. That possible? So, like, damage was only, like, a little bit done when I, like, showed up to Mike's. I was only, like, maybe five or ten minutes behind where I was. What were you doing there. in the session? Well, let me, let me okay. catch up. And then I couldn't control the fact that I had to shit and then clean up the shit. This is where this is where it went off the rails for me and my embarrassment. So I, I take a little bit of a long oh, time being, being satisfied and then ultimately dissatisfied with my choices. So I was like, well, I guess I got to eat. I guess I got to get something. So finally I made a decision on what I want, on what I wanted. And this guy got... Something just ahead of me, and then him and another guy, like, I had two people in front of me, and they both just, and I mean fucking just beat me there. If I would have made up my mind on food 30 seconds earlier, we would have been on our way perfectly, perfectly quickly. Wait, but did the they get you was, or did they get just got lined no, up cash? Wait, wait, no, there was a fucking guy that had Missouri Lottery fucking scratch-offs that was just like, Taking up his whole fucking time and everybody's time, like waiting in line, and I'm just standing there and I'm just watching this fucking guy do scratch ups <laughs> and the fucking cashier. And he's just waiting and buying. It's so it's slow. It's such a slow process, and I'm just standing there with like five things, and I'm just like patiently, like because I've learned patience over the patience over the years. I'm like standing there patiently, like man, I just want to like just Tell ring me, the ring me, up. ring me up for fuck. It takes me it takes sixty seconds to do this, but no, this is happening in front of me, and it takes. Well, I would say 15 minutes, or maybe it was a long feeling 10 minutes. It was a long, felt like, felt like forever. Um, and so in, I'm just standing there, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, I fucking can't imagine what Jake and Mike are just thinking of. We're just sitting there laughing the entire time. And this is where, like, I just, no, like, no. I, I just knew that I was, like, the fucking bad guy when I'm standing in line there. And like, I can't control the fucking Missouri lottery shit, but I know I'm just a fucking, I just know I'm the bad guy. You have to sit down to pee or something weird like that as well. Was that? No, I thought he had to take that shit. That has nothing to do with this trip, but that's the therapy that the fucking idiot urologist gave me <laughs> for when they didn't find what the fuck the problem was, why I piss weird or why, why I've got this issue. He was like, well, try pissing sitting down and see what happens. You know, and I was like, that's fucking, we'll get back to the story here. But I was like, that just doesn't, I was like, what? You want me to what? <laughs> you want me to piss like a girl? And it just didn't sound right. And I was like, that just fucking, in my mind, I'm like, that just doesn't fucking seem like that'll work. And so at the time I was going to Rolla and finally, I don't know, I wasn't going to fucking piss on, I wasn't going to piss like a girl in those stalls like at, at the fucking fraternity. I don't know. There's been some days where I'm like, I'm just going to sit down. Even if it's early in the morning and I'm tired, I don't feel like standing. Well, I, I'll literally go and sit like this and put my head down and I'll close my eyes and like go to sleep while I'm peeing just because I don't want to stand because it makes me get more awake. You know, I also really? can't. You ever had that? No, because I've always like remember. you stand up. It wakes you up. Yeah. So you remember like, in college, up. college, we had the, the urinal. Oh, like, yeah. That was things. Yeah. I could get for that. Disgusting. They're probably all give Yeah, you don't you care. care at that no, I'm just just fried, fried, you know, I'll put right. my head on a fucking musky rug. Yeah, but then um, I don't have that in my house, unfortunately. So I'll no. occasionally early in the morning no. if I'm really tired. It is forty. I'll sit. I mean, that makes sense. It's comfortable, especially like this. I take a lot of crap, na crap naps at work, <laughs> like this. I'll sometimes like if I'm extremely tired, I'll set my alarm for seven minutes. 
and I'll put my hands on my knees, and I won't even take a shit, and I'll just go like this. Or Wait, go like this to make it dark? Like, you yeah. don't take a shit and set a timer at work? Yeah, I'll set an alarm for seven minutes, and I'll put my hands over my eyes to make it dark. And I'll, it actually works, dude. I'll, like, wake up and be like, wow, I actually fell asleep for, like, four minutes. Did you know that there's an app that you can track, track how much track you're making? How much money you make when you take a shit? Yeah. I've, oh, I've, made, I've made thousands of dollars. Yeah, I've made thousands, tens of thousands. Yeah, just thousands of dollars. I mean, I should want to get to work at a restaurant. You were sitting in the restaurant? What? That's like the hardest place to go. Like, shit. Yeah, shift. I can't. They usually time in those. Yeah. The only place my body really controls where I never poop is like whenever I, I, I guess that controls where you never poop. My, my, my fucking digestive system must know like when I'm about to play golf and then I'm excited and shit because I only had to shit once. While playing golf, like on the turn one time, and that was it. I never shit during golf, even though like a lot of times it, it's during the part of the day where I always shit. So I, I, I don't understand like having to shit before something because you're excited or like nervous or whatever. Like I get nervous shit sometimes. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, get, I had to shit yeah. before golf that day. Like I was like shit. Should I go? I'm like I don't know if I should because I, I hate feeling much, but I ended up doing it. I was really happy I did, but. Sometimes before a first date, I'll like get nervous shits and I'll I'll shit or I won't shit, but I feel like I have to and I'm not shitting and then it's just a fart. Uh, get up and I'll always down. try before a first date. I get nervous shits too. Whenever I'm nervous, I'm like, you know, I don't know what the fuck happens. It's some sort of shit during whatever you're about to do to where you're trying to get yourself to shit before so you don't have to feel like you have to yeah, shit. Yeah, I can't explain the mechanics of it without I'm sure some people know the exact reason why you get the nervous. Well, we so have the internet. We right. do have the internet. Why so, do people get nervous shit? So to, to wrap up the story real quick about sure. the fucking flow trip. So that was like the last dramatic, I guess, part of the trip. And we were fucking late as shit. We get down there and, um, you know, we, our friend Matt has already got things like going and whatnot. We weren't like, ultimately at the end of the day, like we weren't like running behind once we got there, but we were 30 or 40 minutes behind when we meant to be there. And I just approached Matt we and were, I was like, we were behind, but Matt, like, bailed us out. Yeah, no, okay. I went in to go sign. I was trying to find. I didn't think you guys. Sorry, I butchered that. I didn't think I would find you guys. So I went inside to get, like, a map. And I was standing in line. And uh, I look over. And I was standing next to Matt for so long. I look over. And he's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, shit. You're right there this whole time. And he's like, yeah. He's like, get, go outside now. I'm going to forge all your guys' signatures. And I was like, okay. There you go. So, stress, anxiety, oh, yeah. stress and anxiety increases hormones such as cortisol, adrenaline, Cortis and serotonin. The gut responds to these hormones by producing physical symptoms such as watery stools, nausea, oh, and constipation. So it can actually make you, if you get nervous, you can actually not shit. So, yeah, what mine says is interesting. During I mean, heightened anxiety, the amount of serotonin this increases is, in your gut and it causes spasms yeah. to happen through your colon. This is healthline, dude, so you can't be fucking. So it's it's linked to your nervous system. So is it? No wonder so if you're nervous, is all or, which is uh, why your gut is so. That's great. It'll happen like before an interview. That's why I drink shit like that. Like, yeah. Have you ever had like you know you're gonna do an interview and you have to shit really yeah. bad before? Before I get nervous about anything, I shit. I shit whenever I, I play. Guys, to shit now. I'm talking. Whenever I played high school football, I was basically like a level of nervous before every game in practice that I shit before every game in practice every day. The fucking dog. Practice? Fucking three. three <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys seen the yes. episode? Have you guys seen small, dude? You got to remember, like, I couldn't really defend myself very well. You were small? I, I got fucking ripped up in practice. Wait, you were, you were small in the sense that you were skinny or short? 
a very funny easy target. I'm a tall, fucking gangly ass motherfucker that is so funny. Okay. So I didn't know what you shoot mean by his, You shoot from his legs, dude. He falls down. You don't have to shoot from my legs. You can shoot from my upper body, and I go fucking flying like a Ferris wheel across the field. Do you ever have you seen the episode of South Park where they say shit like a gazillion times? Yeah, they're saying all customers. Right. How many? How many do you think we've said in the last fucking? Do you have a shit counter? I need a shit counter. Is that a thing? I bet that's like an app. How many shit you say shit or? I'm sure you could make it an app. You could make anything. Yeah, voice to voice to text, and then just a counter. It's yeah. pretty easy, actually. It's really easy. Voice to text, and then you just dude do some fucking programming. You know right? who was shitting himself a couple days ago? Who's that? Did you guys see the sixty minutes thing? Oh, I need to watch. I keep hearing about it. But so what the fuck is okay? So the whole thing happened with that. Well, so who's shitting themselves? Because what happened was in that sixty minutes thing. Like they was he in it? No, no, no. So they had a whistleblower. A whistleblower. That's what I heard. And she's basically saying that like the algorithms for all this Facebook and, and Instagram and all this other kind of stuff, all these algorithms for social media is pushing like negative clicks and like stuff that will legitimately piss people off. People love negativity and just really drive off negativity because they know it's going to clicks. Apparently, what happened was they oh, were getting goodness. such bad like they were getting such bad. Um, Numbers coming back, like their their numbers were going to down thing, like people not interacting with uh, the, cl- the negative. The, the click. So basically, not the negative. So, okay. so I'll just I'll just summarize. At the beginning, like with Facebook and Instagram, with all the social media stuff, like since it's hot, it's new. People were like, "Hell yeah, I'm gonna like this shit," and I'm, right. I'm gonna comment on this and whatever. Well, as it got kept going older, getting older, people just kind of like tapered off naturally. And with so, liking stuff, with liking okay. stuff and interacting, it's more of just like kind of like Reddit. Like nobody, right. nobody really interacts too much with. At least I don't. I don't interact with Reddit. Okay. I just look at it because I think it's there's a lot of funny stuff on on Reddit with that. Okay. But so what Facebook saw was that like oh shit, like this and not necessarily maybe just Facebook in particular, but this space on the sixty minutes. But uh-huh. what they saw was that as this algorithm and they, they got closer to. Um, not interacting, they're okay. like, we got to switch something because we're going to lose our, we're going to lose our subscribers, we're going to lose all kinds of ad revenue. Okay. Keep up with so they created and touched a new algorithm, which found that if you promote more divisive stuff, they're more likely to interact. Like that's so corrupt. It's, it's making promote, the world a worse place for their own. Correct. If you promote, if you promote Karen's talking about whatever, and Pat sees that, Pat's going to town. <laughs> yeah, right? never in the discussion. Right, Pat is going to town. So about the Karens with the vaccines and your kids, right? Like, so, so, like, it's very controversial. Vaccine. So she came out and she had this whistleblowers. They they sent it out on they they did a whole thing on sixty minutes, uh-huh. um, and then again conspiratorial or whatever. Um, I think it was the next day. It was either the next day or it was, yes, so today, it was the like next day. The just... next day, Facebook and Instagram stuff went down. Yeah, for like six or seven hours. Because didn't someone like someone was explaining in our chat so, that the router they they rerouted. Dude, it was so funny. Yeah, so network. It's so funny. Like I was listening. I can't remember what I was listening to, but they basically just said what actually happened was all they really needed to do was go and unplug it and plug it back in. But the problem was is that yeah. Facebook and their headquarters is like always oh, locked online. out. They're yeah. all locked out because yeah. you, they couldn't get on Facebook and get their credentials oh, or whatever. Yeah, they just so, had, so it took them seven hours to go in the back door with all this shit. 
and just unplug the servers and restart. Are you serious? So wait, did someone do this on purpose? That's just kind of so that was the conspiracy because like because they do it because they what they saw in sixty minutes because it, so that was a conspiracy. I don't think you can. It think seems you too coincidental. You can't plan and roll that out in a day. It doesn't. Are you seem sure? It seems very coincidental that I mean, the moment we, the sixty we, minutes episode happens, the whole network just drops. We have a, day. We have a friend who is an expert on this type of stuff and might have a better opinion. Well, they, they definitely have better on it. You talking about Steve? Yes. Oh, I'll see what Steve said. So this is what they said. Seems like something that'd be really hard to pull off in a day. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past anybody. I think that, I think the theory. I think the theory of something just went haywire, and you know they just needed to to reboot it or whatever, and they couldn't get. I think that makes more sense. But it's also more salacious because social media is such a big topic right now. Anyway, that anything that feeds into it that kind of that kind of leads to that is just always kind of interesting. I mean, the timing is, again, it's, yeah, like, it's very, very peculiar. peculiar. Uncanny. Yeah. I, that's why I don't believe in coincidences like that. It's too peculiar to not be related. Um, but, dude, sorry. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. You, go ahead. you know like that they this. said in that, like, so... I want to watch so this. Speaking I think of I shit, see speaking this. Of shit himself. Uh-huh. In that, like, six to seven hour time frame. Yeah, I know what you're about to say. Zuckerberg lost five like point seven billion. Five billion dollars. Yeah, you know. Someone at my work was saying like got tens of billions. Like, of like, like, so like yeah. five percent. Like he's like Facebook doesn't care about five percent. I'm like, do you know how much that is? Like, dude, that's okay. Yeah, like five percent. I mean, Zuckerberg goes through days where he loses loses five billion dollars, and then maybe not days, but other yeah. months where he gains five billion dollars. Like, motherfucker's gonna be all right. Okay, like, oh yeah, I get that, but like, so you were saying he was shit himself because he lost five, well, right? But I think that they proved in that in that sixty minutes piece that they care. The only thing that they these social media companies yeah, care about, about now money. are clicks and money, yeah, advertising exactly. and it's selling wow. our stuff. And how they do it is they, you know, they they sell our stuff for advertising more than just social media. Media. Are, that are that they are one point five billion people's. Information is being sold on the black market right now. Always has been. And, but uh, what the argument counterargument for that was? Well, all that information is public already, anyways. And it's like, well, there, there's also like a Venmo of Facebook where you can buy things on Facebook with, through Facebook. So like, there is financial data on Facebook that could have been or that can be getting sold that is linked to people's bank accounts. Yeah. And this goes back to the Cambridge, uh, was it Cambridge Analytica stuff back in the 2016, was it the 2016 election that, that was really controversial? I don't remember the full story. And it just kind of reminds me. Of yeah, that. that's something that we want to talk about. a lot of that stuff, but I just got this roll in. Andy just, Andy just got, Andy just got this sent over. Um, oh. Zuckerberg has sold Facebook stock almost every weekday this year. So every I think he's. Day? I think he's seen. Wait, when he sold his, he sold Facebook stock almost every. So he's now, trying to offload his stock. He's either he, he either he sees something coming like regulation or something like that, or he's just trying to get out of Facebook. Period, because that's how he's going to have to get out of Facebook is to sell his equity or his stock. Yeah, yeah. Well, so why can't he? He doesn't want to sell it all at once because it'd be too obvious. So that's, that's just well, and and it'll tank like. No, like the either. amount of money that he had, nobody's liquid enough that he can sell all his stuff, no. his stock. Very poor practice for any. This was this was Jeff Bezos's wealth, I think, for example, on Amazon, where you, you just can't pull out that much equity without causing a, a huge disruption in the financial yeah. markets. And so it, it's a common practice, and it's a good practice that you don't pull that much money out of the market at once. Do it incrementally. Just, yes. He has fifty-five percent of all Facebook shares. 
And how much will he? Oh, like that's all he can pull out, or that's what he's well, pulled I mean, out so no. much. So that means he's, he's the majority owner. share of Facebook. Yeah, he's a majority owner. Fifty-five percent majority owner of Facebook. Okay. So he can only pull out fifty-five percent of the stocks. Well, I mean, it's it, he owns fifty-five percent of Facebook. Okay. Right. So whatever Facebook's value is, I wonder what he sees coming. Maybe it's the fact that Facebook sucks, and there's all like old people now and. I think that, that 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 leads to it, but maybe let's expand on that. Why is supposed to build a super yacht to compete with Bezos, or maybe a super fucking yacht in space? So why do you think why do you think it sucks? Because there's too many old people on it. I haven't used Facebook in over a year. Yeah, uh, like I get on uh, out of the blue if someone like tells me like, "Hey, did you get an invite to this event?" And I'll be like, "Where is it at?" And they're like, "Facebook," and I'll go check and see. And then I'll like see that I've got friend requests from like my coworkers <laughs> that have been pending for like two months. I'm like, oh shit, they probably think I'm an asshole because I didn't accept their friend request. So I'll like go through and accept those. And then I, there's so many missed notifications that I won't even see that whatever I even went on there to begin with. And I, the reason I stopped getting on Facebook is because when I would get on there at one point in time, I used to be able to get to the bottom of Facebook. Right now, there's no end, and it's all advertisements, and it's just like I am literally watching ads. That's what Facebook is, and that's why I stopped using it. Well, if you if you're bored and you're kind of you know you get addicted and you you know you're you know going to work or whatever, and <laughs> speaking of <laughs> personal experience, personal experience. I mean, I'm sure I'm not alone when I you know I, I work from home, so I've got no fucking supervision, and so definitely sometimes I'll scroll through Facebook and Twitter, but like. I make a horrible habit of like only checking like two apps. I'll actually see the same tweets and Facebook posts like over and over again. And I really need to do number one something different to, you know, varietize. Is that really a good word for what I'm trying to say? Sure. My, I'm really get more my, my content whenever I'm taking a break from work. Diversify. So, diversify what I see rather than like oh, I've seen that Facebook post a couple times. Varietize. I'm not. I know it's not the right words. You know, two 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 and. To variety something? Can I get variety? Can I get a dictionary check on that? Can I get please? the origin of the word? Right. Answer your question about like all these language of origin. Pat's yeah. ass. Yeah. <laughs> Answer your question about all the old people going to Facebook. I think the main reason that you see a lot of old people on Facebook as opposed to other social media such as Twitter and Instagram and TikTok is because Facebook is the OG and it's it's a pretty straightforward social media app the rest of them have something they, they do something a little bit differently and old people don't really want to figure that much out they discovered facebook one time and they're like oh how neat is this but they can't they're, they're old and they and they're not going to overcomplicate their lives and be like what the fuck is twitter when i already have facebook you know what i mean yeah they're sure shit not going to go to tiktok so that's why they stick to facebook because it's the og it's simple enough for them like it's a perfect. It's a perfect social media platform for old people. That's interesting, though, what you said about the overcomplicate your lives. Because I mean, we grew. You know, old people haven't grown up in this shit. Like they never had it. Yeah. They're learning it. They're learning it from. They're learning it from an older age. My mom can't like, figure out her DVD player. Right. So yeah. we're learning it. I mean, we're growing up with it. Basically, we're the same age as all the social media stuff. That's still. We're still in right. Our, we're still technically in our infancy as far as our whole life goes. Hopefully, um, you're right. What was that? I'm drinking whiskey straight here. Getting break. Anyway, so we're still in our infancy, like social media. So, so it's it, to me, it's an it's an experiment. But part of that experiment is we got to have some reflection. So early reflection. Okay. Boss, do you think that it's had this is social media has served 
uh, a positive purpose in your life? I will answer that question, but before we go to that question for everyone, I want to answer or say one thing about what Pat was saying. It's like a old presidential people, debate no. or some shit. Old people, right. they uh, are just, I feel like, Absolutely. just now discovering Facebook. Like when we discovered Facebook, my parents were trying to figure out where the power button was on the TV. Like they couldn't even figure that out. Right. I remember like, like it was just so foreign to them because they're just so old and then didn't grow up with it to where they don't know how to do anything. Yeah, like, you're you're learning spell completely fucked. Yeah, and so like now they're just getting to that stage where they're figuring out how to use Facebook more. We were learning that at like whatever radio they count. When did that come out actually? When I, was, like, I mean, I think it's, it's, I think it's been like 20, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But it's going yeah. about almost just under 20 years. Like, so I guess I was old enough to figure it out, but not young enough to not figure it out. Right. Like, we were just on the younger, the younger end of it. Like it was really for a lot of people that you guys maybe were. like, I mean, sorry, <laughs> I'm a year younger than you. That wow. I'm younger than him, but yeah, I mean, it's not that big. So it's not yeah. that old. I thought you guys. Yeah, were like three. So I you guys were like three and four. But anyway, so let's just to this point. Yeah. Is it overall? And is it overall a positive effect on your life? No, not in any way, shape, or form. Okay, let's just say that um, I've actually like found myself getting more and more away from social media. Like the only ones I really use are YouTube, Snapchat, and Instagram. <laughs> And I'm starting to even like phase out of Instagram because when I go on there, it, it actually just pisses me off seeing like people literally having the best lives that didn't like not do that much work. Maybe they're either born rich or they are very attractive to where they became rich because they're attractive. And to me, it's like I don't even like get enjoyment from seeing like people that didn't like work hard to get where they are uh, being way more successful. So like it's a little depressing getting on social media. It kind of makes you feel like you're inadequate or like you uh are not like doing as good as you should be because you're not attractive or whatever yeah you kind of like live your you like live other that, people's lives like you your self-worth yeah. like through the amount of likes you get and i've kind of just like grown beyond caring about that i used to care about that i think when i was younger and now i'm like i don't give a fuck how many likes i get because I have a, a value of myself that can't be influenced by any social media. Yeah, if you post a picture, it's legitimately because you're excited about the picture yeah. and you want to yeah. share it with, like the you know the ten, twenty, fifteen, you know thirty friends okay. that you actually have on your on your thing that you care about. Exactly. That's right. you're just trying to get right. Yeah, that's for the clout or anything like that. Exactly. So has social media made a positive impact in my life? I guess. I guess I'll break it down and say like the, the good things that it's done for me and they're, are not quite out. They're not outweighed by the bad things. Um, the good things are it's a really good way, especially Facebook, a really good way of, of keeping up with other people's lives. You know what I mean? I mean, you laugh, uh, you laugh, it's true. Is that just a, it's no, true. That's an interesting way to put it. But, you know, it's, it's nice to see, you know, my friends from high school fucking getting married or getting engaged and having kids and shit. And I just, I see their life, you know, every once in a while on, on Facebook and, and photos and whatnot. And if I did, if Facebook weren't a thing, it would just be completely word of mouth, I suppose, which would be really hard. Like what I, I go back to, you know, I go back to my hometown every few weeks. My mom may or may not hear about this shit. And she's like, did you know that, uh, you know, Dalton and Megan had another kid? I'm like, no, I didn't. But I, I'm usually the first one of that information whenever I get on Facebook. Now, that's the good part of Facebook. The bad, the bad part is in, interacting with people is is fake. It, what I mean by that is it, it does not replace 
actual physical human interaction with people, not even close to replacing that. And it's a severe time waster, even even for me this day. Like I said, I I guess you'd call me a dick, but I'm I'm addicted to <laughs> a dick. I'm addicted. <laughs> I'm addicted to like getting on Facebook or Twitter whenever I'm bored to just continue to be bored on Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. until I just hop off of it. And you know, there there are definitely things in intermittently and just in general over the long run that I could do that, that are going to serve me better that are going to be more productive than social media will ever be. So I would say for me, the, the bad things about it have outweighed the, the good things, but I mean, you know, I, I still, it's definitely I still get addicted in, in a, into a rut. Well, it, is, very it is entertaining and it's like, there's a lot of positive that comes out of it. Like, yeah. we, like you're saying, we do get to connect with people. Like, um, do you remember Pat, your sports guy? Well, well, there's, there's, there's entertainment and then there's just forms of like, passing time that are not always positive and i would argue for me social media is more of a like wasteful time waster than yeah, it is actually entertaining entertainment for me is a whole different category. okay let me throw let me throw this one yeah you're a sports guy yes you grew up watching sports right yes um do you remember before you had your phone before you had anything waking up on whatever morning watch certain morning fucking sports. watch sports center yeah, exactly and waiting and waiting for like whatever your favorite team's score was, you're like, "What the hell is this score? I can't like, well, come on, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Why, why can't I get this?" And then now I can just be like, "Oh, I got like three different apps. A couple of them that'll say, hey, uh, here's an alert.' Groundbreaking so, technology at the right. time. Yeah, a couple apps will say, hey, here's the score from last night.' Or I can just go look at it and get all the news. I think that's cool. Myself. No, that's fantastic. I think that's, that's awesome. fantastic. But I don't really consider that social media. That's like, uh, you're talking like just ESPN apps and shit like that. I still think it's some kind of media, though, because I think that there's also oh, it's definitely expanding. Media. So I also, I, I want to keep talking about this because I want to stay on the, the what we think about social media. But eventually, the, we will talk about the news because I think the news is also turning into somewhat of a social media. I can't wait to too. talk about the news. But, but before that, like. And for another example, too, again, this isn't necessarily social media, maybe this is more of a technology thing, but it kind of feeds into it. Of, do you guys remember calling the fucking 3212222 number? No, I don't know. The time, time and temperature. You used to call this freaking number, like when I didn't have a cell phone or anything. I that at all. We, and we had our home phone, you would be like, call up the thing, and you'd be like, it's uh, 853, and the temperature outside is like 70 degrees. I did and then it had like Dave Murray on there being like, hey guys, guess what? Freaking temperature is going to be 69 degrees, and we're going to be going outside, and it's going to be, you know, same thing for the next two days. Enjoy your weekend. And you hang up. I remember like, something like again, that. Again, kind of a robot up, voice. Up my, yeah, up in your, it was a robot voice. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Strong but, voice, shit like that. So, well, part of part of I guess kind of speaking on Zuckerberg, check out these fucking flies everywhere. I feel like uh, makes two of us. Jack. It probably um, came with Pat. Yeah, what the fuck? Came here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's, a story <laughs> there's a story behind that, that I don't even want to talk about. Part of we already talked about not on a podcast. Yeah, we have. Yes, we have. Oh, I guess we probably have. We didn't. Anyway, whatever, Jake. So the whole thing isn't it kind of bizarre, or it's just kind of weird? Again, this is another one of those things where. It almost feels like social media is turning into a utility, where kind of it's kind of turning into a necessity for a lot of people, or almost a right dependency. Yeah. Dependency. dependency. And when people, when you start throwing off people, you start, you know, 
kicking them off and taking away their rights, then you get into some little touchy categories, which is another thing we're trying to figure out the infancies with all this stuff, right? But part of the problem, at least for me, is, is that these companies still are public, are private companies. So they should still have some kind of, you know, way to to govern their own. But the biggest thing is free speech. In this country. So yeah. overall, Austin, what do you think of, like, how, how is it governed? How do you see it's governed and, and how does it need to be better if it does? Um, how do I see it being governed? You're saying? Currently, yes. Uh, I mean, yes. Well, because I'm trying to, I don't know if I even have an answer. It's an interesting question. I'm trying to yeah. think of like, You're if I ever even thought of that. So, okay, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me just, let me just put it this way. Okay, let me, let me phrase it in a different way to make it a little easier. Um, how should should Facebook have the right to kick people off their platform? Um, see, I think that's kind of what. Okay, so kind of the reason why I don't like social media anymore is because of too much, like we we'll call it parenting or governing, whatever you okay. want to call it. Yeah, too much censoring. It, like especially on youtube you see that like i don't really get on facebook enough to know anymore if like they kick people off or whatever but i'm you know, sure they do which when it comes to like terrorists and shit that's probably a good thing but when it comes to people that are just like weirdos that are hilarious to make fun of like it sounds kind of shitty to say but like honestly on youtube when there used to be all these videos of weird people that would just make shit because they didn't they weren't they had never been like roasted before and then eventually like people came along and roasted the shit out of them and then people kind of stopped making weird videos. Like, there's still weird people out there that make videos, but used to have like shows like Tosh.0 and like stuff like that, where like there would just be the internet was chock full of weird people doing weird shit, like thinking that it was cool in their mind, but everyone else was laughing at them. And kind of because of like people roasting people, uh, it's caused people to recognize and be aware of like how they're weird and cause them to stop like uploading as much weird stuff. And then the people that were roasting and making fun of these people kind of got kicked off because they were being mean essentially so i didn't really like that because i enjoyed the freedom of speech aspect of it whereas like you know unless you're being someone that's like a terrorist obviously we don't want that but someone that's just making fun of someone and roasting someone to me i think that's hilarious so that. at what point though does that turn into so you said kind of bullying and i understand where you're coming from it is that. bullying but at what point does it turn into like you're making fun of it's not this video is not because it's you think it's funny but you're making fun of this person that's putting it out there now we can have the conversation of if you're putting it out there that's kind of your fault like you could be prepared to take the consequences yeah exactly like the south park episode with the ginger kid well that and cartman's like saying oh look at how ripped i am and everybody's saying he's fat like yeah, yeah. you're kind of putting it out there to do that but so where is that line to where's that lie i guess that line like well, I think that it, if it's becoming bullying to the level that it's going to cause someone to, like, kill themselves and it's too far. But I think that if, like, it's tasteful and it's not too extreme and you're, you know, making fun of someone, I think it's fair game. Because, honestly, like, if you're weird as shit, like, I don't want to say you deserve to be laughed at, but I feel like people should be allowed to laugh at you. I mean, like, in the real world, that's kind of what happens if you're weird as shit. You know, and you're with your group of friends, like they're gonna give you shit and make fun of you. Like that's just kind of yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we do with you. I, exactly. Yeah. So like that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, and the, but that's normal. So like, and that's completely okay because like 
it's it's kind of bonding in a weird way where it's like we all give each other shit and it makes us grow closer because we know that we don't take it so personally to where we get shut down by it but people on the internet you know across screens i guess they have a tendency to kind of get a little nasty sometimes to where maybe it does get taken personally and that kind of caused all this stuff to go the direction it's gone but i wish it kind of would go back to where it was because i think it was more entertaining back then it's still very entertaining now because i like all the like youtube drama I, I enjoy watching that shit but i don't know i kind of miss the days where it was just like non-filtered content non-censored content on youtube that wasn't like crazy shit so uh, where i draw the line is is two things whenever you've got let's say somebody on youtube who is you know young they still don't know that much about themselves and they're just they don't know what you know they're learning just as a person they're growing up and they decide to make some youtube videos and you know they're they're trying they're trying to figure life out and then you have you know i got two points on this they, they have people you know that watch these videos and comment on it and roast them and in my opinion like just take it easy on those people like they're they're trying and just as hard in life as you guys are like in my opinion that's cyberbullying, or not just if they're creating their own content where people roast the actual creator like I remember, for example, and I see this stuff on Facebook every once in a while. I don't think recently, but there was an example. This was years ago where um, some guy got a voicemail from a girl that I guess he just broke up with. And she was like, I guess that she called him, like I said, on voicemail and left a, you know, kind of, a, I guess she was heartbroken and kind of left a voicemail where, she was, I guess, asking for his forgiveness or wanted it back. And then she started crying and her, her cry was, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, her, her cry was, I don't know, sounded hilarious. And, and, oh, know, with the grapes? The only way that I could. The girl could step on the grapes? No, no, that was, she, that was hilarious. She, she had a horrific sounding cry, put it that way, that her, or her ex-boyfriend posted on social media on Facebook and everybody made fun of her. You know, and it got shared all over the place. And I'm watching this, and it wasn't even really that funny to me, but I, I was watching this, and I just kind of, like, took a step back, and I was like, that's cyberbullying as fuck, and that's just, like, not okay. Like, this person's going to wake up tomorrow and see that the whole fucking world is making fun of her and, and her, you know, one of her hardest moments. Oh, they 100% were. You may not well, know. I mean, that's it. cruel. There's always some people. They're very much. watching because they're like, "Holy cow! This person got kind of like caught on camera crying, you know, very like genuinely." And it, they're just well, she was crying genuinely, but her laugh, tears. her laugh was. I mean, or excuse me, her her cry was very. I mean, I don't know, say kindly, very easy to make fun of, and it got made fun <laughs> of, and I'm sure that she saw that, and all of her high school friends, or you know, this girl in high school, or whatever. Or just she knows that the whole world is laughing at her in one of her toughest moments. She's not, you know, she's had better days. That's cyberbullying as fuck, and that's the type of shit that I'm just not okay with. So I disagree with you on that point. I think it's okay not to go back to the Wild West on that sort of shit. I have a counterpoint to that okay. because I definitely agree with a lot of what you said, like it is cyberbullying, but what happens to the person that never gets called out for being a weirdo uh and they grow up and their their whole like time of growing up they never got told that they're weird to where they think everything they do is amazing and there's nothing wrong with them and next thing you know they show up to a job interview wearing a cape and holding a nerf gun <laughs> and a fucking plastic sword and they're 30 years old and they're like i'm here to 
uh, interview and they look at him like and start laughing. I make fun of them and say, get the fuck out of here. We're not interviewing you. You're weird as shit. And then they get the <laughs> rudest awakening of their life when in their whole life they were kind of given that participate participation medal like you every every you're great no matter what you do like fed all that bullshit to where now they never woke up and became aware of how they are as a weirdo i i think that you're talking you must be talking some pretty you're stretching the circumstances quite a bit if you're if you're suggesting they went through a quarter of a century of life without you know not interacting with enough people to realize that they're weird i think that most people and first of all i think everybody's very different and it's good to be weird to a degree. Off the wall weird is is different, obviously. But if you you know at, at that point, Austin, then you're not at that point. You just are somewhat of a sociopath, I suppose. What do you mean? What if you get to 25 years old? Well, I mean, <laughs> trying trying to like what he just said was no, if you go through 25 years of life without enough people calling you weirdo that you don't understand you're a weirdo okay. then you're a sociopath what i don't know necessarily think it's sociopath. i'm not saying you're going to go out and kill people no, i'm just no, saying no, here's the I, think he makes, I think he makes a good point it just ties into what we're what ties into what we're talking about people are so in their freaking eco bubbles and shit right. now that like like so for example i collect baseball cards that's nerdy that's weird other people would think that's weird. That's fine. Oh, Whatever. Okay. I enjoy that's it. what makes you. I enjoy that's what makes me happy. And that's what it is. I know that some people might think that that's weird. I have that. I have that. You know that thought, right? But he's like to play video games. I do that. Hold on, I'm getting there. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is though, is some people are going to tell me, "Well, you play video games. You're a nerd." Fine, I'm a nerd. I don't care. That's that's fine with me. But the problem is, is that these people, these cape people, we where we went, we there's plenty of these cape people. Mm -hmm. That are never told. Cape people. Yeah, cape people that capes cape? drive scooters. You can't tell me you didn't see. Oh, like okay. shit. Are you talking about the like the weird people like, who went to? Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, campus yes. Okay. So these people, because of these social, centric. yeah, because of these social media eco things that people get in their fucking groups. Oh, you know, it's great that you wear a cape. It just makes you you. It's great. No, it's not great that it makes you where you wear a cape. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know. It is okay. what it is. You, you know, can kindly say, "Oh, well, I'm glad that makes you. I'm glad that makes you happy." But it's kind of weird. There's nothing wrong with being weird, but nobody gets told that they're weird. They think that's a norm. And to Austin's point, you show up, you're a freaking weirdo, and then when people look at you and say, "Well," people look at you, they don't have any filter in the real world. They say, "This guy's an idiot." You know, this guy's an idiot. So I know, think that those. I think that those people probably have an understanding that they're weird. I think to Jake's point, okay. it is okay. To be someone that makes peanut butter sculptures in their mom's basement, to be someone that wears a cape, but I think if you don't have the awareness to know when it's a good thing or it's an okay place to be doing that and a not okay place to be doing that, then you don't have a good sense self awareness. And to your point, I don't think people necessarily need to have cyberbullying to wake them the hell up in order to realize that. But I would say that there's a like. A solid amount of people that live in their own little virtual world that don't really interact because they don't have the normal social skills because they are kind of weird themselves and just getting that constant praise online and never getting kind of called out for okay. the things like they should. Like if you're be. a furry, well, yeah, I think in that case they were sheltered a little. Yeah, they were too sheltered way too much in life, and there's really nothing you can do about people that are too sheltered. Well, I've I've met people. I went to a community college and later other college people that just. Grew up so sheltered for the first 20 years of their lives that they are socially fucked. 
for the rest of their lives. There's no coming back from just, a, that's a poor upbringing. That's poor yeah. parenting, really. No, I think that that's, I mean, have you ever heard the quote that humility is the best teacher? That like, humiliation yeah. is actually good for you. Not when it's like to a, such an extreme level, but like a little humility is good for everyone because it equals oh, yeah. 100%. I, I mean, I don't think people need to be necessarily bullied. I, that's not really, I guess, what I was trying to say to clarify. Um, yeah. I, I was saying more. I kind of miss those days of the internet. I don't like the governing. Uh, is there a necessity for governing whenever people are trying to tell people to kill themselves? Yeah. I think that that is when governing or is toxic. Or like yeah, or hacking and stuff like that. So, like, those things are good. But I do miss when you could, you know, do certain things and it wasn't automatically you were losing your YouTube channel for that wasn't too serious, but now has become a very serious issue because of how YouTube, and I don't know like if YouTube thinks they're like the Bible or whatever, but that whatever they say is ethical or not ethical. And I've seen a lot of like people lose their channels off of silly things because it's over-governed and they shouldn't have lost their stuff. And I, I miss the days where people didn't have to walk on pins and needles uh, on YouTube. Well, sorry, Pat, real quick. That could be partially because Google bought YouTube. Not too long ago, so maybe long ago, like a couple years ago. Yeah, so maybe Google, maybe Google is is taking over a little bit. Sorry about that. So I think, you know, I guess the point that I have to say about that is that generally the people who are bullying or or the cyberbullying, the the uh, the people doing that, generally have something going on in their lives that forces them to use that as like a I don't know, like a defense mechanism. They're they're aggressive and there's something you know they're not totally pleased themselves. And when something is going on in your life, one of the reactions is to bully other people. So, number one, that's kind of where that is. Number two, I suppose that bullying, and we're talking like on a local scale, on an in-person scale, like, you know, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I guess there are situations where if you do something kind of weird in a poor way, like, you're supposed to learn when you do something bad. You're supposed to get enough reinforcement in life to understand this. Now, that's a bad thing, whether that's through bullying or not. Now... When we're talking about cyberbullying, it's a completely different story because unlike in-person bullying, cyberbullying is scalable to the whole world for everybody to see it, and it's there forever. There's a record of it. It's not just some stupid episode that, you know, in middle school where you, you have your feelings hurt for a you know, couple hours and you go home pissed off, and a week later you're fine. So Yeah. I mean, I think regular bullying could be equally as bad as cyberbullying, if not worse, because you can't exactly run away from it either. Like if you're going to school with someone that's picking on you and beating you up, okay, but that, this, that gets to a bad scale too. But I mean, yeah, cyberbullying is scalable to where you know in-person bullying can't go. And at this yeah, point, also too, agree with that. we're so connected, especially the generation below us. Like they can't get out of it too. We can't get out of it. Yeah, they don't want to because they're, they're addicted to it. Right? Oh, okay, you're saying that? Yeah. Okay. They're so tied in that they can't get past it either. Oh, there, there's definitely an addiction. I'd say, like, I don't want to say I'm addicted because I know I'm not. Like, I go all day at work without getting on my phone, yeah. unless I'm in the bathroom taking a shit. And that's how I check my phone. <laughs> like, and then, so it's then and it's after I get home from work. But, like, I will have, like, a, probably, like, a one to two hour period before I go to bed where I'm just, like, scrolling through the internet, catching up on everything. Right, yeah. It's kind of, like, almost like you have stuff to talk about the next day because you're, like, paying attention to current events right. and what's going on in the world. I like to use it for that. So. so there's, I mean, there's nothing better when you're hungover on like a Saturday or Sunday, and you're just laying in bed and you're scrolling through Reddit, just looking through all that stuff. Get on Reddit. I like Reddit. You never yeah, really Reddit. 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 Reddit is solid. Once you figure out how to use it, like it's it's actually pretty. Where do you even begin? Do you just like start looking? I, dude, I can't. Where do you end? 
Like, <laughs> so I just, I just, you just start typing. There's a Reddit for everything. You just start typing in stuff that you like, and, and then this community will pop up, and you follow that community, and then it populates your whole, your whole like timeline, and it works. Yeah, and you can post on there. Right. It's just like you, you post, post. Yeah, you can't post on there. So you made a point too, and I, I wanted to get to this because I think it's important. What is your go-to to get away from social media? Oh. I don't know if video games counts, but I, I don't even want to say that's I'm getting on video games to get away from social media. Like, I don't. I, I think, think that. Counts. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't intentionally try to get away from social media by doing any specific thing. I just naturally do it because if I look at social media for too long, I, it starts to get to a point where it starts off at the beginning exciting and entertaining and enjoyable, and then it hits this point where it's like starts to become depressing because you start to realize, oh, I was just on this for two hours and it felt like two minutes, and I wasted a bunch of time. I could have been doing something more productive. So, uh, I just naturally know to not get on social media for too long. I don't use anything as an, uh, a way of getting out off of social media, but I just do other things. What do I do to, what do I do to escape social media? I, not the other question we asked you. <laughs> 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 oh my God. That's going to hurt you. Stare me down. Yeah. You know, like, I did not like that. Yeah. I didn't need her. I didn't need her. Settle down. Easy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, what do I do to escape like social Chucky. media? So we know we're in Halloween now. I don't I, mind uh, knives, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, what Seriously. do I do to escape social media? I will work this two ways. He's like, I kill people. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's bullying, and we're on a you know we're on a podcast here, so that's cyberbullying, Austin. Well, this is uh, we're in person. That's going cyber. Right. cyber but everybody yeah. can hear and make fun of me. So potentially, okay. so well, that's the cyber bullying. Go ahead. All right. Well, yeah. well, well, I hang out with people in real life. Or what you, how I would word that differently, is that if I'm not hanging out with people in real life and I don't have anything better to do, then you know, I guess I'll just go home and I'll fucking scroll through social media. The same bullshit over. If over you over. don't, what do you do? Right. So yeah, there's nobody to hang out with. I mean, you go work out. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I do. I suppose whenever we play Call of Duty or some shit, um, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm watching TV and I'm scrolling social media at the same. Yeah, time. I kind of. I'm with you guys. With I'd rather hang out with people in real life. Yeah, I do more of the video game thing or the. Uh, it's cliche, but like if I'm taking my kayak out <laughs> or whatever, I'm still like I still I'm listening to music or whatever. Doing that kind of stuff, I'm not completely yeah. unplugged, right? So not on. I'm not scrolling through anything or, uh, or anything like that. So, um, music just right. makes like even when you are away from social media, like I, I can understand the music. I don't really count that because you're not like looking at your phone. You're just listening to songs. I'll ask you this: huh. music puts you in different moods, doesn't it? Oh, I love. I listen to music all day long. Like when the moment I I put on a song yeah. before I get out of bed because it motivates me to get up and start moving. I kind of. Yeah. I also use music to time myself with everything. So, okay. like in the morning, I'll play a song and it'll, I'll know it's like three or four minutes, and I'll I'll know like where I'm at. Like once the song ends, like oh shit, it's been three or four minutes, and I'll listen to like I'll be like oh I've listened to three songs each one's three or four minutes, it's been ten minutes. I need to be out of the shower by the end of this song or whatever, just so I know I'm not getting late or whatever. And then I'll listen to music all the way to work. And then I'll, you know, go to work. And then if I start to get to a point where I want to just hear some more music, I'll listen to some music. So let me ask you, how long was Dondo every morning when you listen to it? Zero. But I did listen to one of the songs last week, actually, uh, to the moon or whatever it is. I want to go to the moon. 
That one. Uh, Isn't that, that one of them? Andy, which one's that? Can you send it? Can you send that to me? I wanna go to the moon. No, it's like high he said it's called Moon. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you listen to music? You yeah. working out? What are you listening to? Fuck. Sometimes I go through phases where I sometimes listen to music. Sometimes I listen to different podcasts. Sometimes I just don't listen to anything. I'd rather, rather just kind of, I don't know. See, that's, that's, just, that's, some, ser- that's some serial killer. Vibe yeah, right there. yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you want to kill you right now? <laughs> like, if you're just sitting there, you like... Uh, you got a dead guy posted on your chest. Oh, yeah, I do. R.I.P. Chris Duncan. Yeah. Go cards. Um, I forgot he died, damn. Yeah, that's some great cancer, dude. Yeah. Uh, what year was that? I was several. I think it was like three for damage. Oh man, yeah. that, that he was just hilarious too on the radio. Was he? Oh yeah, yeah. I never heard him on the radio. Um, no, that is some serial killer vibes though. Like, no, I, no, I, I know what he's saying. Like, I, sometimes, I, sometimes I don't yeah. want to hear music. I want to just hear myself think, or I want to just have some peace and quiet. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. if you listen to music all the time, then uh, like you kind of like saturate your dopamine receptors to the point where you don't like it. Doesn't feel as good listening to music, so you kind of got to cut yourself off yeah. to like you know get back your tolerance back and then when you play music again that you haven't listened to for a while you're like oh this is awesome i feel good again so so more often than not when i go to the gym i actually don't listen to music or or podcasts or anything i i sometimes i feel guilty about it because i'm like damn i i love going to the gym and i love working out and i'm there for a long time but i can kill in my mind Logically you speaking, can kill? You can kill. Yeah, Whoa. Can kill people. I can Whoa, kill. don't give me that look. Well, that was a weird That was a weird vibe. Put the knife, was, what I was put trying the to, knife down. What Freud, I, Freud <laughs> yeah. What I was trying to say is I can kill two birds with one stone at the gym by not only just working out, but also like listening to something enriching. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or listening to music and just kind of, you know, creating more enjoyment out of that rather than just going to the gym and thoughtlessly fucking lifting weights like a caveman like I do sometimes. I can't listen. Uh, I can't work out while not listening to music. I have to have music when I'm working yeah, out. Yeah, me too. That's the, guy, that's the Geico caveman. You know, yeah. Sure. yeah. So, more <laughs> often, so more often than not, I don't. I'm still trying to find shit that I'm interested in. I don't know. Like I said, I'm trying I'm trying to engage what myself. What kind of music do you guys listen to? I listen to all kinds. I got like all kinds of different stuff on my on my. I got a playlist called Bangers, and I got all kinds of different stuff. So it's just the mood. If I'm like, let's put some percentages on. Like I listen to. Okay, so if I'm putting percentage, I'm going probably uh, forty to forty-five percent alternative or, um, I won't say metal, but heavier rock. Okay, and then it's like five percent country, and then. Uh, that that puts me at what forty another forty five percent. Then it's another forty. Then it's probably another twenty percent, like some pop, old rap kind of music. And then it's probably twenty five. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a co- combination there. Okay. Just rap music and shit. I feel like Pat's gonna say one hundred percent Shania Twain. <laughs> Dude, I am totally <laughs> I got some Shania. I'm, I'm a big fan of country music. I'll, I'll say this: I don't really. I you know I don't really follow like artists and shit. I'm not sophisticated enough to have like dedicated Spotify playlists that I created. I generally just kind of stick to Pandora, where an AI or some sort of algorithm says, "Fuck you." Where where an algorithm basically says, "Oh, you like this guy? Well, we'll play this guy and other people like him." And so I've kind of split. You guys are gonna laugh at one of these, but I kind of <laughs> I kind of split 
Um, I, I guess my Pandora radio whenever I'm taking a shower, just like fucking around in the house, or maybe I'm at the gym or I'm, you know, going for a walk around my neighbor or something between uh, Luke Combs radio. I love Luke Combs. Okay. And fucking Justin Bieber radio. I didn't know where you were going to go with that. These guys are like that. Those guys are Justin Bieber has some bangers. No, I used to hate Justin Bieber when he was like. Whiny and like his voice. I mean, it was like, like but he's got yeah. some really good music now. I swear, he's actually good. And sometimes, you know, on Justin Bieber radio, those goddamn songs from the early two thousands will come on, and it's like, man, I don't want to fucking listen to this prebubescent fucking, you know, bull cut son of a bitch sending music like this. And my, you know, grow, growing up, like, or let's put it this way, like, I was several years old, several years older than Justin Bieber, where he was just like the fucking. You know, the fucking boy that all the girls, you know, loved and shit. Or he fucking got in trouble with the law that one time. And he, like, was like, oh, this is just some ignorant fucking rich young son of a bitch. But he, like, you know, yeah, he, sure, he has sure. a song where he actually, like, said, you know, he was basically he was sick. And, and you know, everybody was like, know some shit or whatever. I can't remember the exact lyrics. But, but I kind of rediscovered some of his bangers that he must have been making for the last several years. And I was like, holy shit. And obviously like expanding, like not just from Justin Bieber, but just like other good music kind of yeah. in a similar genre, but it's really, really funny to be like, yeah, Justin Bieber. <laughs> I've got a few of his songs in my playlist. It's fucking uh, awesome. <clears throat> so my percentage would be probably 50% like EDM, like all forms. You are an EDM. You seem like an EDM. I, I love it. It's like, to me, it's brain music. Yeah. I really focus and I almost like trip to it. I swear, like, I, like, visualize the entire universe around me, like, morphing and doing all this crazy shit, and it's kind of influenced by the music and the beats, where, like, everything I'm visualizing is syncing up with the beats. I'll even sync my movements when I'm getting ready up with the beats to where it's, like, it feels like I'm in the song, and it's yeah. very, like, enjoyable for me, but, so I'd say 50% EDM, I'd say, and in this order, too, so it'd be, like, that'd be the start, and then 20%, I'd say, like, hip-hop, and then... 20% country and then 10% rap. Okay. And but I do like all forms of music. I like classical, I like rock and roll. The one thing I'll say, I firmly believe that if someone cares enough to make a song, go through all the work and energy to make a song, like I want to hear it and hear that story because it's a lot of work to make a song. It's not easy and not anyone can just do it. So like if someone's going to put all that time and effort in, I I want to just out of curiosity hear it. And I can appreciate it for what it is, even if it's not my typical preference. Isn't that funny how like your your attitude? Because I'm I was kind of I'm kind of the same way now. Like you can respect more music. Oh, I you love. Might not, yeah. you might not know yep. now rather than when you were younger. Like when you were yeah. younger, it was more like oh, all my buddies like this. So yeah, fuck all those other music. Exactly. You I think that's a good. I, think, fit in. I never thought of it until you said it that way. That makes complete sense. It's like you you've worked your ass off to get to a certain spot. And now you're like, I can respect these guys that they got that they're trying as hard as I am and trying to make a living with this stuff, and it makes sense. So wait, wait, wait. One quick thing wait, to that point. I feel like when you listen to too much of one genre, you become like that genre. Like if you listen to only country, you start just kind of acting like a country boy or girl. Oh, dude. If you listen to like you become oh, if you listen to kind of like depressing like music, you kind of just get depressed. Like uh, and so like I feel like. Music heavily influences your personality to where I like to have a little piece of every type of music to have a more overall like personality that's 
So like excited. It's not only was music. I was watching The Sopranos this weekend. Okay. And like, if I binge too much of it, I feel like I'm in the mafia. <laughs> You're like looking around. I'm like, like looking around. Like, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was just gonna say, like, I guess beyond those, those are just like what I've been listening to for the last like several months. But like, I also like you know alternative rock. I like some rap. I don't like a lot of rap, to be honest with you. That I, you know. I'm hanging out with like a group of friends and they turn some bullshit on the TV and it's like this fucking deep, just like weird shit. I'm not really a fan of rap or just like, oh, maybe that's not the right fucking dude. Okay, so rap rap nowadays is like mumble, I want to kill myself. I'm gonna hate it. So much, there's so much. I'm gonna show you guys, I'm gonna show you guys a picture. Obviously, obviously, this is gonna be good podcast content. This guy, if you're at home, this guy's name is Swayco. You're well, you showed me him. You showed me him. What the Tattoos. fuck? I was listening to this guy with my brother, and I was like, <laughs> first off, he's singing about all kinds of like getting chicks, and it's just ridiculous. Like he's I mean, he's a complete moron. When I say that I'm I, I'm like willing to listen to a song because of like someone putting in all the work and energy to do it, and I'll get listen. I I actually yeah. don't include like people like this. Like sometimes people like that do make good music. But usually, if I see someone like that, I'm like kind of turned off from like giving them a chance. He's like a hero person, then see them. It's it's like post Malone. Yeah, he's like a colorful post Malone. That's exactly. But I heard he's a different wavelength of life than I am. And I heard post Malone's music. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. And then I saw him, and I was like, there's no way that's him. But But if I would have been the reverse order and saw him, I probably wouldn't listen to his music. Missed out. To your point, though, like that dude is super talented. He is so talented. He's like on another like plane of existence. I was gonna say, like again, like the type of rap that I like is there's a fucking boxer. I mean DMX, because you guys know that I that I fuck boxer. You said boxer. Okay, so I yeah, so DMX is not a boxer. I kind of like tangented away from. I'll come back to the boxer here in a second. But like obviously, you guys know my love here. You guys know, shut the fuck up. You guys know my love for DMX. Whenever, when I, when DMX passed away, I had like a flattering amount of people like on Facebook or just in, just in real life like reach out to me and be like, you know, sorry for your loss. Yes, I swear to God they did. And oh, I was touched. I was like, oh my god, like, it's so the is going to be- Oh, I can't imagine the I'm, ex- I'm extremely DMX. white, but I'm a, <laughs> but I'm a white motherfucker that loves DMX. Did you, you cry? Know, like, hey, be honest. Did you cry when DMX died? I didn't cry when DMX died. I didn't know. I'm like, I didn't know him, obviously, personally. But like, I, I, I enjoyed. I enjoy like a spiritual music. connection, and and I feel connected with his music. I love because I love fucking singing that shit. You're a gangster, and I guess I'm a gangster and shit. A gangster, a gangster. I'm very quiet. DMX and Justin Bieber, and so yeah. I mean, there's my variety, but like, you know, people associate me with with DMX, and so like, do yeah, they? Oh yeah. People think the DMX thing. Oh, yes, they do. They do. Okay, well, people that know you. There's two. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Famous people. There's two quotes of this podcast. What was the one that you said earlier? I was gonna. I was trying to follow up with it and be like, "Is like people are too." Uh, I get what I was gonna say. Um, so the boxer that I also like this this kind of the same genre as DMX is Roy Jones, motherfucking Junior. Okay. And there's like a, a couple of really good. Songs. One is called. Bo- yeah, motherfucker. One is called "By Head Anthem." And I listened to this shit like in high school football back in the day, and like it gets you fucking pumped up, makes you want to kill someone. Which obviously, what the everybody's obviously <laughs> scared. <laughs> but yeah, he's got some bangers too. Check well, out the boxer Roy Jones Jr. So he already, 
I'll say that I did cry when like Mac Miller died, when Avicii died, and when Stephen Hawking died. I cried for all three of those. They like all died within like a year or two of each other. Those were like three influential people to me, and like I I liked all the those Stephen people. Stephen Hawking one kind of like surprised me. Really, uh, yeah. dude, I love my favorite people. My favorite person in the world is Albert Einstein. Okay, here's my top five. We'll do all do our top five. Ready? Albert Einstein, I'm right in, in this, this order, in this order. I mean, I've thought about this. I have to. These are the people okay, I would have to. Albert Einstein, Stephen Hawking, Elon Musk, um, Avicii, and then Iron Man. Iron Man's only, Iron Man's only last because he's not a real person, but he is like the, the goat of everything. Well, yeah, I, I fucking love Iron Man. Like, that's my favorite superhero. But who's your top five people? Interesting. So I'm, I don't have this prepared already, but... My favorite, if we're talking like science, like wow, it could be anything. No, it's, I would it's, say mind science, music, and like I'm gonna say uh, Sir Isaac Newton. Now I'm gonna say first, but I'll I'll mention him first because you mentioned a few physicists, and that was my favorite form of physics was the classical physics before you got to uh, fucking electricity and magnetism and relativity and shit like that, which I never studied relativity, but like I really respect Sir Isaac Newton what he did for physics. Um, obviously, I have. I obviously have to say Elon Musk as well. That guy's unbelievable. I think he's great. He's the modern day. I don't even know what he's to call. Him. He's the modern day genius. He's trying to save the planet. He's in so many different ways with electric vehicles and and just like space exploration and fucking you know the hype the hyperloop exploration, which he's not he's not heading. He came up with the idea. Him and his team, I think, at SpaceX, where. They've got this super efficient, like, sort of train replacement that runs off of magnets and is more efficient and goes really, really high speeds. That's not a form of transportation that's that's here yet, but it's just like, you know, Elon Musk just like taking another, taking us another step forward. Okay. Elon Musk is like the Lil Wayne of geniuses. Like, he's not like Stephen Hawking's where he's like out there genius, but he's like a cool genius. Oh, he's fucking. He's like the Lil Wayne of geniuses. He's, he's, Elon Musk is a quote that. <laughs> he's a fucking I don't know. He's a lifestyle motherfucker. Dude, he's, so he's not dope. just he's, he's not just some sort of like genius weirdo. Like I wouldn't. He's a genius Albert, designer. That's what he is. Didn't Albert Einstein fucking wasn't he horny as shit? And so it was like yeah. Ben, he, he, no, he, he was, was like horny as shit. He never had a fuck. Like, he had, he had, he had the social wherewithal of just like saying fuck it. I'm gonna fuck this chick. You know whatever. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying Elon Musk is the same, but he's not some weird fucking physicist to like Sheldon. Right. Sheldon Cooper is the physicist that you're basing all these dudes off of. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. He's talking, he's talking, he's talking about the polls. I just I don't understand where that came from. Like, that no, was, well, it's was true, actually. Out of no, I know it's true. It was legitimately out of nowhere. I don't know. You can't copy. Not like you have a problem with that. Well, unless you're picking I'm not, the top five. I'm not okay. fucking copying. Right, right, right. So like, we're all fucking okay, engineers. Like, like I, you okay. know, I can't. You know, okay. so we share. So you're. So we share Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Okay, that's you, you can. You can have the same. <laughs> I just don't want the whole list to be the same. I'm gonna fucking okay. give the same goddamn. I don't remember. Okay, right. I don't even remember the rest of your list. I don't care about okay. it. So like. But, but the fact that both, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Jake had Elon Musk. He's that inspirational of a motherfucker. Let's also, let's also mention the fact Start that, is he, of it. is he the richest person in the world now, yeah. or is it Bezos again? The, Bezos. It definitely would be Bezos for a lot didn't take 40 bill. Right. All right, well, Tiger Woods would be worth Okay, so that's, million. is that your third pick for your top five? Make sure it's in order. Now, now, I don't fucking know if it's in order. I'm just taking five. I didn't have this prepared, but like, Isaac Newton... 
and Elon Musk are, you know, two of the top five. They're both in that okay. category. You got to have Tiger. Now it's, it gets it gets more difficult. Now Tiger, if we're just influential or just you know people, not that I necessarily aspire to be, but just people people, like. people that I that I look up to and just you know, I, you know, I don't fucking know like people. If if I were to go back and prepare this list, you know, maybe it'll be different. But yeah, Tiger is a fucking. I mean, that guy's a king. What he? Yeah, how could you not have him on your he, list? I, I love golf, and this motherfucker dominated. His sport, I would argue more than anybody yeah. in history, dominated his sport for a five-year period. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay, I will. Oh, I'm sure you could dispute maybe it. Maybe Messi we can, we or something. have the argument of, no. I would, see, I would think Messi or Ronaldo yeah. are in there. But Michael, I would Jordan, disagree. Michael Jordan is absolutely up there. Yeah. Oh, I, I, so, yeah, you could definitely make arguments. And, yeah, sure, Jordan's up there. I would argue that yeah, actually, Messi and Ronaldo are pretty. Well, I would say they're on that same category. So like that, but Tiger was at the top of that category. If we're talking about that category, what makes this, what makes this argument with for Tiger difficult is that you know Jack still has more major wins and he still has more PGA Tour wins. But I think most people would say that that in his fucking prime, the Tiger nobody fucking compares to Tiger. But like, if you look at Messi and Ronaldo, like yeah, like they're up there. Ronaldo. Both of them actually have scored just an insane amount of goals, you know, for, for club and country. You I guess what you could say, though, is that to your point, because Messi and Ronaldo both played at the same time. Oh, it's like it's like they like took away from each other. Like, again, like you're saying, there's nobody. But that, also contributed to their own success. Right, there's nobody that stuck with Tiger. Like, yeah. Tiger, yeah. No. Like Tiger was yeah. showing up in his prime. Whipping his dick out and just yeah. smacking everybody yep. and beating them by 15 strokes. And you see the same thing in tennis with, you know, like Federer, Nadal, Nadal yeah. and Djokovic, who all are on 20 Grand Slam wins right now. And I know that before Djokovic really like caught his, you know, caught his stride, it was Nadal and Federer feeding off each other. And Djokovic kind of had a chip on his shoulder and fucking joined those people and isn't as popular as Federer or Nadal. But like, all, all these people, I guess, kind of add to their own success. Like, when you go back to Messi and Ronaldo, you've also got um, people argue about, and I, I can't make a substantial argument on uh, Pele, but a lot of people, I think the majority of people actually say that Diego Maradona, Maradona? Diego Maradona yeah. is, the, um, is the GOAT, yeah. like the actual GOAT. Yeah. And he, he fucking passed. Ronaldinho is... is, I think, pretty up, up there. Ronaldinho is up there. He's up there. the video of him. It's a dance up there. And Catching it basically yeah. and keep juggling and do, and do it like three or four times. So oh, that's Arc, just Ronaldo's up there, and I mean, Arc Zidane, 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 like freaking you know headbutted somebody. Right? Oh, Zidane, yeah, that that my god. Oh wait, let's go back to in a World Cup final in his last game. So back to top people, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't. You know, Are you gonna say Justin? Bieber? So I'll go ahead and say Tiger. <laughs> um, Jesus Justin Bieber's <laughs> number four. <laughs> okay, this so, is fucking. So you got this is fucking Newton, hard. Musk. Tiger. Uh, yeah, Tiger, I guess. Um, man. I'm going to have to just like... I know you guys. I'm just going to have to... I didn't... <laughs> you might have to... Definitely. Just like in the next time. All right, so let me... Let me okay, I, got, I got mine. So number one, Confucius. I really like Confucius, all right? He's that dope. dude is dope. He's, dope. he's just chill. He's got a bunch of cool sayings. The OG hippie. He's the OG hippie. Exactly. That's a great <laughs> way to put it. Like, he just wants to chill and just hang out. All right. The next three are very, very much sports. I'm a sports That's guy. okay. All right. Michael Jordan, again, this dude dominated 
through a time in our portion of our lives that was just, I mean, it was poured towards the end of mine. I last really started basketball. But watching that documentary, I was just saying that fucking documentary, man. Unbelievable. That dude, like, he had so many, it's on Netflix. It's great. He's got, he had so many vendettas and just assassinated. Like, just, he, my favorite, one of my favorite moments is, is like, so uh, one of the years, his old point guard, uh, BJ Armstrong or whatever, he went to a different team. They're playing in the playoffs. BJ had a big game. He hit like a, he hit a shot to win the game and he like starts barking at the team at the end of it, like yelling at Phil Jackson, yelling at Michael Jordan. God. They cut to Michael Jordan the next game. We know he played baseball. He had a cigar, like two hours before the game, a cigar and a baseball, baseball bat. And this is what I before told you. Before the game? Before the game. This is what I told you. He said, his quote was, it's easy to talk when you're up, but when you can talk when you're down, that's the sign of a real man. And he went out and he torched that motherfucker. And I they destroyed that. the Hornets. They destroyed him. I love that. Jordan, I mean, there's not going to be another Jordan. Again. No, I don't, yeah, I don't think so, they will. Again, I mean, they would just be replicas of right. him, if anything. It's, he, it's, he set the standard. It's ridiculous. He says, such a goat. Again, St. Louis guy. I love the Cardinals. I guess it pools. Stan Musial was up there, but I never saw him. Albert Pools has got to be it. You know, I have the autograph. Best. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Two of them, I'm actually. Jealous. My uh, someone I know was a police officer that uh, was in the dugout because he's for every Cardinals game. Yes. was his job, and uh, he uh, grabbed two balls and he walked over to Albert Pools and said, "Hey, my two nephews are out there. Uh, do you mind signing these?" And he signed both of them and he brought them out to us at the game. Yeah. And it was when Albert Pools is still on the Cardinals and like when he was supposed to go to the Triple Crown or whatever. Right. And so we we still have him to this day. But yeah, it was dope. I, I'm rubbernecking your list there, and I have to hey, don't steal one from you, but I'll wait till you don't steal it. Okay, say it. So again, Albert, because he again, I am never again be huge baseball. I keep saying it again, I'm a huge baseball guy, mm-hmm. and I will never see the ten years that he had in St. Louis. Like his numbers, if you look him up, Hall Hall of Fame. All time, never going to see that again. The dude's not Tom Brady. I mean, as much as I hate the dude, I don't even. You got to respect him. Like this dude's playing when he's forty-four years old, forty-something years old. Yeah, he's tearing it up still, just destroying people. And he went back into Foxborough this weekend. I heard about this. His old team. Yeah, he's not on Belichick. No, he's on Tampa. And they. He left the Super Bowl. Yeah, fuck. I mean, didn't against New England. No, not against no, New England. No, first, did they, they hate him when he came in? You know, they actually liked him. Really? Like, so he got, a, he got an ovation. So has the respect. The Before the game, then during the game, they booed him, which is great. I mean, I'm down so with that. Like, like, well, you, dude, it's like, like respect him. Right. At that level, why, how can he, like, care about a little bit more money? Like, when no, he you never, really want to, like, have that sort of bond with your city. I, I mean, I kind of see where... That'd be kind of silly. So, so this is where, like, Jacob, where I rubbernecked your – I saw Tom Brady, and I was like, oh, yeah, that motherfucker is inspirational as shit. And, like, let me let me touch on that. So Tom Brady, to address your point here, never went for the money, whereas, like, Russell Wilson got a, you know, I guess a league-high deal for a quarterback. And who all – I mean, there were plenty of people that just, like, got the next best deal. Drew Brees Mahomes probably, got a huge Mahomes deal. got a huge yeah. deal. Brady never saw it – like, he never saw it to be, like, the highest-paid quarterback – I think he still wanted to have some money for the team to build around him, which with, you know, the GM and Belichick, obviously knowing what the fuck they're doing, they obviously fantastic scouts. They drafted the greatest player of all time, 199th overall in the draft. And I know they made some good choices at free agency in the draft after Brady that contributed to what 
six Super Bowls just in New England. Yeah. And so beyond the fact that Tom Brady also just never went for the money, more reasons why, you know, I, I think it was easy for I, – I never hated Tom Brady, even though he beat the Rams in the Super Bowl for his, for his first one, even with the uh, in, in, uh, deflate gate. I almost said inflate gate. Um, even with defl- deflate gate and, and the cheating allegations for the Patriots, like I never – I still never really hated him. I don't know. A lot I don't of people, hate him either. Well, I'm glad you brought that it, point up. It's, I didn't know that. But it, it's it's a it's well. I think all across the country, I think people, especially like earlier in his career, hated Tom Brady. I think they were very jealous of him. Yeah. You know, with the, with the, especially That's really the because they're jealous. Well, it's easy to hate greatness because there are still plenty. Like we didn't know it because we weren't growing up. But there's still plenty of people who hate Michael Jordan too. Sure, and, and you know, I think people are going to look back on Tom Brady you know, 20 years from now and be like, this, this guy is amazing. And I'll tell, I'll tell you more about him. He was a quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines, baby. Yeah, let's go. You know, Jake's favorite, Jake's favorite team. But he, when he arrived there, he was, I think the seventh string quarterback and struggled through, not only say struggled through mental health, but you know, he, he had to work himself up mentally and physically to get to, you know, be the starting quarterback just for Michigan and, and be the captain of the team or one of the captains of the team. You know, I, I think he was talking to a sports psychologist all the way back then. He wasn't afraid of, of making that step. And so he gets to New England and, you know, gets his chance when, when Drew Bledsoe goes down and, be, you know, wins three Super Bowls in four years. And then off the field, marries fucking Giselle and has kids with that supermodel and, and shit like that. I mean, money and then just, a lot of things. That's why, yeah. still, that's why it still looks good now, all that plastic surgery he's got. And, <laughs> and then continues. Don't sue me if this comes out. And, and continues his, his amazing run where they went to, God, I think 10 Super Bowls in 19 years or 20 years that he was there or something like that, winning nine Super Bowls. He, he, in New England, he went to nine and won six. Am I right? He lost to the Giants twice. Jamie, he can lost you check that out? I, he went six and three in Super Bowls in New England. He, he lost, he lost to the, the Giants, Giants twice and the Eagles. And he won six. Okay. And then he won his seventh this I think we year. We got it, Jamie. He, uh, we got it. He won his seventh this year. He's got more Super Bowl rings just by himself than any other team combined in history. And like, he is so dedicated to just being at the top of his game and sports science. His diet is incredible. His, his just his routine is incredible and extremely like just inspiration. All that the fact that the guy is forty three or forty four years old, looking like he's in his mid thirties, playing at the top of his game like he has his whole career. When you look at guys like Brett Favre, who was just you know I don't know gray beard, looked old when he was forty years old in the league. So you know Tom Brady, just overall inspirational story from his college days all the way till now. Continue to be. So, I love Tom. So I have to. Yeah, I have to watch out, Tom Brady. Jesus. I had, I had to kind of talk about my list. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw Tom and Brady. I was like over, all over Tom. Brady. I saw Tom Brady on your list. Fourth and fifth person. I saw yes. Tom Brady on your yeah. list, and I, I forgot. You know, I, I just didn't give me fucking time to think about this. Pick the best person now. I'm gonna No, no, I got one more, and this is Jack Buck. No, no, no. This ties into, and I think this is a this is a future pick. Because I don't think he's there yet, um, but I think he'll get there. And that's Joe Rogan. Oh I think man, Joe Rogan again. I don't want to sound like a bro. Oh. I don't want to sound like a bro here, all right? Because that's kind of what his audience has turned into, or whatever it is. Whatever. I think we're going to look back on him ten yeah. or fifteen years from now, and he's going to change the way that. And this is a great segue because I'm that good. This is going to change the way <laughs> that news media 
and everything else is pushed through because of him and how he handles it. He talks to every so he talks too. to every side. He just completely listens to stuff. Yeah. He seems like he's he can relate to anybody. He can relate to everybody, and he's not an idiot. Like he mm-hmm. seems like a genuinely good dude. He's a cool right? motherfucker, and he listens. That's the biggest thing of trying to be somebody on a podcast that really be a good navigator is just listen to people, yeah. not yeah. interjecting too much with your things. So extremely good, but yeah, yeah, very gonna, good at conversation. Yeah, I honestly wish I could squeeze him on my list because I love that guy. He's he's a fucking Amazing person. Right. I'm not going to piggyback off of that one. I'll save my fifth one. I'll think about it. Sometime. Okay. So we should circle back. So circling back to that, let's talk about your favorite topic, pet politics. Oh. So obviously, social media has a big play in politics go now, right? We've seen that with the elections, last couple of elections, and especially now how Twitter, basically Twitter, Facebook, all the big poli- all the big, you know, companies have removed. Arguably, still the head of the Republican Party. Oh, tell him, yes. right? So, like you, if you're just looking at, regardless of what you think of him, and he's a poli- he's a you know a polarizing figure. He's still the head of a of a party where half of the people, arguably, right, right about half of the people voted for him in the last election, and you're taking him off of a platform. So, I mean, how do you think? How do you think, how do we navigate social media's influence on our elections, both foreign and domestic? That's interesting. So, you know, you can say terms of service and, you know, Facebook and Twitter are private companies. You're but banning the leader of the free world, no matter what he did to get banned. And I do not agree with, I don't agree with the insurrection at the Capitol. Um, yeah, disavow him. Generally, you don't agree that it was an insurrection or that you don't agree? I don't agree that I, I do not agree for the what am I trying to say? I don't agree that Trump and he did, you know, what's, what's the word? And you don't think that he shit. incited it. Like, I don't think that he incited it. I don't think he maybe, did anything. Yeah, I don't, think, incited it I don't here, think he did anything to push it down. Perhaps it went yeah. further than he thought it was going to go. Right. Yeah. But you know, you know, like Trump never, like like he always does. He just kind of evaded responsibility in any way. Yeah, I think that he's. I don't know. I, personally speaking, like, yeah, maybe he didn't think it was going to go that far, but I think the motherfucker has blood on his hands from that. I just don't really agree with how he handled that. You know, I don't really agree with how Josh Hawley, for example, handled that. You know what I mean? Where he, you know, I guess if people don't know the background, like Hawley was, you know, basically kind of edging on the people that yeah. were outside the Capitol as well. And then it turned into what it turned into. And they both just kind of, you know, took a step back. And I don't know, Trump just sort of evaded that like he like he always does. He was like, we love you, but go home. And I don't know, like w- what happened at the Capitol was just a disgrace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That That is the least American, the, the most un-American shit that I've ever seen in my life. When you start to, when you start to degrade democracy like that, right. that's not what we here in America are about. You should always, you know, Trump's trying to say the Democrats stole the election. His own judges all over America from his party, you know, ruled that Joe Biden won in their state. And so, he's, I mean, tying it to social media, though. Right. He asked. So, I mean, so sure, okay. how, how, does, how does social media play an impact of the discourse between what happened? Because I think that all of us can... Um, all this, I think everybody in their right yeah. mind can say that, that was a disgrace. But it's easy to organize activism on Facebook. 
Right. Suppose. But not only Continue. just that, but like towards the part of the aftermath after it. And um, you're just completely not allowing certain conversations to be had and people need conversations yeah. at that time. Right. So also to that point, and that's a good point. Like I've got particularly one friend on Facebook who is a little bit too, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm generally speaking more right, more right than I am left. But like th- this guy just is so far up Trump's ass and will deny every little bit of truth just to. I feel know, like I know who you're talking stick about. Stick his head up your ass. I, you, we don't. You just probably know why you know the guy. Um, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, fucking what was the question, Jake? I'm sorry. I knew you were going to say that. I knew that was coming because you kept forgetting the question. It's it's at this point. So like at this at the point where we're at, and when all that happened, in my opinion, on social media, what it needs to turn into is more of a discourse of what you need to have. So you're shutting something. You're shutting half of that off. So now it's me and this guy had an argument. Sorry, yes, I remember. So me and this guy were having an argument on Facebook, and I, you know, I I had plenty of friends. I had one friend, an example, who was like. All right, well, you know, you can just def- you know, you just unfriend me, but I was like, we should I'm not going to unfriend you because I think it's important to have open conversation even with people you disagree with. Did that answer your question probably? Not. No, I, I I agree with you. Okay. I, just, I think part of Austin, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. What? I mean, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. well, I think that part of it part of it <laughs> I was going to say anything there. <laughs> part of it is like um I, I agree with you that you need to either you need to have some kind of conversation, but never. also know that like it shouldn't come between you should a friendship. Never, you should never ignore a group of people just because you disagree with them. Correct. You, and you shouldn't like feel the need of that you're going to get like shot down if you're going to be doing that. Like that. That's not how healthy conversations and everything goes, right? But the problem, I think, part of the problem is is that we can't. Also, some of this stuff is so connected to people's identities that they can't let it go with certain stuff. Yeah. And that's why social media platforms need to step in, want to step in and, and like shut some of that stuff down. So Austin, at what point do you think like discourse as far as politics go, like there needs to be some kind of conversation, right? Uh, yes. Uh, To kind of tie it back into the, what you said at the very beginning, um, with like social media, uh, trying to make things to where it's the things that are negative that gets the clicks. Um, so like all the Trump supporters that uh, when Trump lost, we're all fucking mad. I don't even know what I was going to fucking say. I had something. Hey, what's for your turn? No, no, no. Hang on. <laughs> I had something and I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. Have you had? None, but I, I completely no lost my train of thought and I knew... Wow. I, had a, I had a topic. On the okay. tables. If, if you if it comes back, it's going to come back. But now okay. it's not going to come back if I'm trying to think about it. But okay, well, on. I'll ask you. Okay, what's so <laughs> part of part of like what everybody and especially like the the politicians That's because they want to get they want to get to that point and uh, and other people that don't believe in certain aspects they think like all oh, these Russian trolls are doing all this stuff or like the Russian farmer. Certain foreign entity is creeping in and like messing with us. Do you think that that's true? Yeah. To what extent? Really? Man, I ain't on the fucking front lines, but there's definitely foreign governments trying to interfere with our elections. I don't. I don't disagree with you on that. But do you really think that they're that 
like influential? You, well, either that influential or can you tell, like, so if there's a Russian troll around there, would you be able to tell a Russian troll account from Austin account? Oh, fuck no. The Russians aren't that stupid. I mean, it's pretty easy to disguise anybody as an American, or it's not like their name's going to have the Russian characters and they comment on fucking CNN's post, and it's like, yeah, this guy's clearly Russian because I don't know any of the letters in his name. I think it's all bullshit. I think it's a lot. I think that there's definitely foreign interference, but I think a lot of it's bullshit because I think a lot of it is because the higher ups and the people in power want to keep us divided, want to keep us talking. Oh, 100%. And if they realize that, hey, I can't tell the difference between, you know, Vladimir Shitten and, you know, a fake Twitter account and your account. Like, then they're not going to be like, oh, well, I'm not talking to this guy because he's a troll. And when in reality, it could just be you saying some kind of idea that you could talk about. You know what I'm saying? Are we going to talk about, do you have questions about, you know, like mainstream media? Like I don't have CNN, questions about it. Yeah. Like CNN and MSNBC. Let's tie it. Let's tie it in. Let's make it natural. Okay. So my issue with, with mainstream media you know, and I suppose it could be similar to social media. But my main issue with mainstream media is that how do they make money? They don't sell truth. They don't sell news. They fucking sell ads. And in order to get the most out of your ad money, you need to have the most viewers. And people like to watch controversial shit that they disagree with. I mean, they don't want to hear the truth. They want they want to tell they don't want to tell people the truth because people are bored of the truth. They want to tell people lies because, you know, that they know what their viewers want to hear, even if it's not fucking right. No, I wasn't going to say anything. That's kind of what I was trying to say earlier that I forgot. That's, I was trying to get to something like that. So, but you go ahead. No, I, I think it's important because, like, you said, are we going to talk about mainstream media and we're going to talk about with social media, too? I think it's becoming one and the same because cable entities and cable news is going to be dead in 10 or 15 years. Like, nobody's going to watch cable. Nobody's going to want to stream. They're on na- mainline. They're going to need to switch to these social media platforms. Now, what I'll be interested in is we all know that, okay, let me just ask you this question. Does news media sway in a certain direction politically? 100%. I just kind of mentioned it. So, like, you know, they will tell their audience what they want to hear so they can keep them coming right. back so that they have viewers so that they can sell ads for more money. What? It's what makes them money is telling people lies. Let's just play a game. Awesome. Which way does Fox News sway? Are you talking about like left or right? Yeah. Dude, I don't know anything when it comes to politics. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't, literally, this is my whole philosophy on politics. Like Until the day comes where they're hoarding me into a train to go to a concentration camp. I am never going to care about politics because, to me, nothing in politics has ever influenced or affected my life in any way. The way I see it is, like, taxes are probably the only thing that can actually impact me if that, through politics. And uh, for the most part, no matter, like, what happens, who's in, who's in control, um, Taxes are always going to be there, whether they're a little up or down. They're just always going to be there. So to me, there's not been nothing other than that that's in, directly impacted my life and from politics to where I could ever care enough to learn about politics. Do you know what? Like, I honestly appreciate your, your point of view on that because I think if more people had that point of view, yeah. 
the world would be a lot better. I agree. Yeah, like, I, I just feel like people just like are always just like, oh my god, did you see what he said on Twitter? And it's like, who gives a shit? It's like, did it like actually impact your life, or are you just do you yeah. think it impacts your right. life? Ultimately, people have more effect, or they have more consequence over their lives. Right. Than, than anything a politician is going to make. Yes. Even if they don't want to admit that. Like, if we send, you know, fucking Senator A to to Congress and they're, you know, if, if the opposite wins and they're pissed off or he wins or she wins and they're so happy and it's like, your life didn't change one bit. You are in control over your life. You're not in control. Exactly. No, that's to a, piggyback on that yeah. real, real quick. Oh, Politics provides an avenue for people to use as an excuse to dismiss themselves from their problems yeah. so that they can blame the, the government and everything else for their problems and not hold themselves accountable by taking a holistic view and realistic view of themselves and realizing that they are the makers of their own destiny and that politics can, has very minimal in, impact on their life, but they see it as having such an extreme impact that they blow things out of proportion and get all hyped up about it when they don't need to be. So I had a theory with this. It's, as we continue to get, you know, further in our lives and in our society, compared to like our parents or, or the generations before us, religion is slowly kind of being, in my mind, yeah, religion it's is slowly kind of fading yeah. out. You think and it's I'm, from science, or I don't know what it is. So I, I can't tell you what it what it is from. Yeah. And being obviously being raised Catholic, like I I understand all the religions. Right. And religion is more of a, I mean, it's, you can say it's a cult, but it's more of a group of having people like in a belief system of like, hey, this is my beliefs, this is what I believe in, uh -huh. this is what I base my life around. My, what I'm seeing more and more, what I think is happening is people are losing religion and looking to politics for that gap. That's dangerous. And that's why, that's and it's extreme. exactly dangerous, and that's why it's so polarizing now. That's interesting. Because think of it this way. I dated someone a while back, and a lot of her views liberal? Very liberal. <laughs> I knew it. A lot of her <laughs> views he treated as her identity. Yes, identity. Yeah. And that's dangerous. That's becoming common. It's becoming extremely common. I think yeah. it's part of the religious thing. I think when people had more religion, religion was their identity. Now uh -huh. politics is turning their identity. And the biggest part of that, the biggest issue with that is politics are people. And what do people look out for? Their best interests. Yeah. They don't give a shit about anybody yeah. else. Yeah. Does Nancy Pelosi give a shit about any other liberal besides herself? No. Does who's the, the Mitch McConnell, the head Republican, does he give a shit about anybody else besides himself? No. no. They're there. They rub their own backs. They rub their own shit. So if they, you're they their lobbyists, right. so if you if you base yourself, and I will say, this, at least with religion, you're basing yourself on a core value of all religions are don't be an asshole. Yeah, treat just don't be a trick and treat people nice. There is nothing to base yourself. There is no foundation to base yourself on politics. Jake, that's a really interesting take on why religion is kind of disappearing or going away. And Wait, are we going to go in deep into religion? Because I almost feel like that could be. They can, I think that needs to be that's a like podcast. Just let me just let me well, just say my opinion. I just wanted to say yeah. in case we. No, I, I'm not trying. I think that definitely needs to be its own. I'm not necessarily because we'll we, we I have a lot to say about religion. Finish the conversation. I'm not necessarily trying to get deep into religion. Jake just said an interesting point that I never considered, which was, you know, I, I think I always used to think that maybe that religion was kind of going away because I don't know. Like, more information. I think people are getting smarter as the decades go by. And I mean, I'm 
I'm atheist or agnostic or whatever, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I just think it's kind of obvious that, that you know, supernatural, like, you know, belief in God or something like that, I think is just kind of... Well, let's leave some of that to oh, Yeah, let's, 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 let's go ahead. So go ahead. what I will say is that I never considered it as, you know, religion is sort of an identity, a direction to pull yourself towards that politics has kind of taken that over because it's only been in the last 10 years and I think this is well known, but it's only been in the last 10 years where politics has gone off the rails. Yes. Like it has. Because I guess before that, people had religion. That just well, can't really, that so just I think really it's partially that. So I'll just, to piggyback that off a little bit, and I won't go too much into it, yeah. I think it'll be a great part of the podcast, but I have, I'm not religious anymore now either too much, but I've built my foundation of who I am is built off of my upbringing as, yeah. as a religious upbringing. We'll get into that more with the next one. But I think to your point, social media also plays into plays into account of you didn't have these hot takes all the time. Like you had to go search for this political information before, and now it's everywhere. Another real quick, another I guess that's another point is that social media is, is sort of replacing it as well because another thing that religion is is a social institute. Correct, yes. Just like education, but yeah. yeah. Just uh, two comments off, like, two of the things that you said, uh, one of them being, like, I heard today uh, someone said, like, you should never date someone that has, like, drastically different or opposite uh, political views from you. And we know someone that has that. And, <laughs> I know, you're doing and, like, I just feel like that is just, like, going to lead to so many arguments. And so... I, I just heard that today, and I thought it was interesting because I was like, hmm, I know someone that so I, fits that description. I know who you're talking about, but I, have, I do have a quick rebuttal on that. I think, sure. it's, I think it's possible to have a relationship with somebody who has opposite political views as you do. As long as you don't talk about politics. No, I think, no, that's, yeah, I think you're right. But the, the only way that works is if, you, if, if politics isn't your identity. Politics is a lot of people's identity. You can have your beliefs and have... Good discussions over it if you and your fucking spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend disagree. But as long as like it's not part of your identity where you'll get offended by what the other person right. says, then I think it's perfectly so easy I mean, to do. I agree. That's with that. an offline conversation, but yes, I, as someone who's been there, yeah, that's that's exactly what yeah. it is. It's the it's the identity thing. If you're not both identical with that and it's one person's identity, it's never gonna work. Yeah. yeah. And the other point you just made me think of this, uh it's kind of like about investing, but you said like politicians only care about themselves. And it made me think of uh, like whenever, I don't even know why I'm bringing up investing, but like when it comes to investing, I always think like people should invest themselves and not rely on someone else to do their investing for them. Because I live by the philosophy that no person is ever going to put your interests as a higher priority than theirs. And so if you want to invest uh, do it yourself, and I don't know why the fuck I just brought yeah, that up. That's but a weird. He thing. said that, and and it made me think of that. And I just wanted to say it. I guess so. Okay, sorry if that was that, really random. That was the most random thing. <laughs> no, I thought you were going with a different way because um, there's a story in the news actually that some dude. I I don't know if he's like a federal judge or something like that. Um, he was investing in something. He's in a position of high power, and he guess he heard some stuff or whatever. They're, they're speculating insider that he trading. insider trading, yeah. and he traded like $5, five million worth of stocks mm -hmm. right before some big announcement came out. And it's like, 
again, these these people in higher powers. Yeah. This whole thing is a popularity contest. Game show. There's politics is a popularity game show. That's what it is. There's some politicians that uh, sold a bunch of stocks right before the market downturn for COVID because they knew what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. And one they, guy in particular, I don't know I heard his name, that. got a lot of backlash. So I think it's been a great conversation here about social media and how much, you know, it affects our lives and positive, negative, everything. So the last thing to summarize this is well, the second last thing. Well, we okay. have the same question. Fair. Is where does this go from here? Where do we go? Where do you see this going, Russell? Where do I see what going? I so we, we talked about okay, social media. Yeah. Man, I feel like social media is going to go like to work. And by that I mean it's gonna be this like platform where it's just like you're at work where you gotta be careful with what you say. You gotta like, you know, not cross the line sort of thing. And it's gonna just used it used to be that social media was a place to get away from work, but now it's gonna be more like you're just going to another job in the sense that you're not like <clears throat> you know, getting to enjoy the freedom of speech that it used to have on social media. And so, but I don't know, like, uh, I don't really have like a guess, a good, a good answer for that. Other than that. I mean, Zuckerberg thinks it's going to be some like, you know, multiverse envision, like Google glasses and all kinds. Oh, of things in terms like of that, like the like, future, like that. But just, just, I guess it's an open question. How, right. um, How is it? Yeah. Well, I guess I still say what I said before, yeah. but I just feel like it's going to contribute to people becoming more degenerate. Yeah. I mean, just generally shitty. Yeah. I agree with you. I'll tell you where I hope it goes. Is I, I hope people, you know, as years from now, grow, be more open-minded, a little bit more respectful of other people. But I just don't, I just don't see that happening at all. I think uh, things are way too easy to monetize in order to get that way. Controversy makes people money and if pissing people off makes people money so i I don't really have high hopes for like where i want it to be so where do i think it's going to go that's that's an interesting but if they're censoring that that's what i was just going to get at so is 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 it going to go that way so does it does it go to government control well i don't think censoring anything is the way to is the way to get there yeah you're just silencing people yeah yeah you're not changing silencing people is not shutting people up way to go so that's where I hope it goes. I don't see. Yeah, People I mean, that, this, that this goes back to this goes back to a, a political question. Do I do I think that we're going to have some sort of improvement? In my opinion, are we going to have some sort of improvement over what we've had the last five six years? Um, hopefully, it mellows a little bit. But I think social media has really been the uh, kind of a disgrace and, and just sort of the downhill slide to everybody being at each other's throats for the last 10 years. And I don't really see that stopping. I hate to say it. Yeah. So, so I got, I want to sum up kind of where I think it's going to go. And then I got another question for you guys, but um, kind of what I think. And and again, I'm a sports guy, so I'll put it in a sports metaphor for everybody. Baseball currently what wins games is home runs, don't worry about strikeouts. Don't worry about getting on base. It's home runs, power. That's what it is. Where before it was get on base, on base percentage, steal bases, play good defense, that kind of stuff. Sucking red Shane Dane's kind of baseball. Oh, yeah. Correct. Whitey Herzog kind Whitey, of baseball. Whitey, Whitey ball. Whitey ball, that yeah. kind of stuff. I think that 
nature in itself always has some kind of balance where it always comes around and it comes back back around to money ball. Money ball. <laughs> so I think or I hope that there's going to be some kind of balance with social media that people are going to get fed up with arguing with people and there's enough rational people in this world that they'll just be like, you know, we can have a political conversation. We can have a conversation where we don't agree about something and not be shitty to each other. Because, like, get real philosophical here, but in the grand scheme of things, we got, what, 80, 85 years in this place if we're good, if we're lucky? So why, what, what good is it just being shitty to each other? And I like that sentiment. Why, to have, why have a platform and why have these, these tools for us that can be used for so much good and use it for so much bad? All right. Right. I, I just kind of hope at a certain point that we all just kind of like take a step back and there's going to be something. I, I hope there, there's going to have to be something like, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to sound really weird, but like 9-11 is terrible as it was. It's awful that it happened. Brought like the country together in ways that would never happen. That's not wrecked up. Unless he says something like, we need another one. No, 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 we don't no, no, absolutely. No, I, know, I know what you're saying. There is going system. to be some kind of event together. Event that happens where enough people are going to be like, this is ridiculous. We need to stop and find some kind of middle ground. That's what I'm hoping. So my question to both of you guys, we're still young. We're going to get there eventually. You're going, think- to have, you're going to have kids that are going to be 8, 9, 10 years old. You know, who knows, 15, 10, 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. Are you going to let them be on social media? Not unlimited. Kids, kids are, you know, you're not, you're never going to, nobody's ever going to be able to control everything their kids do. Right. So, like, if it's up to me, that's a really good question. Yes, you know, so many years away for me, I suppose. But, like, you know, I, I guess the first question is at what point do you get them a phone? And probably the easiest way to answer that is if, if you're a parent, it's probably when you get tired of them badgering you for a phone. So well, when they actually need it, like if they're coming back from school and you're not yeah. here, so at work or whatever. And, and maybe right. I'm smart enough to understand, unlike our parents, or understand fucking locks. Like this is this is a children's phone. They, they it's theirs. So let's figure out the lock system and not let them like do certain social medias. Even though I think that I think a little bit of exploration is not a bad thing, but. Um, yeah, having access to all the information in the world is a good and bad thing like yeah. for children that are impressionable that do not know how to decipher or discern what is real and what is not real, what is good information and what is fake information, what is logical fallacies that connect dots that are not related but present them in a fashion that makes them seem connected, like conspiracy theories, to, to cause... Uh, a generation of minds to think degenerately that to believe in conspiracy theories and not know how to decipher real logic from fake logic i think that's a little dangerous but i think that at the same time like having all the information in the world available to kids is a good thing because it's making them smart as hell and uh like for the ones that are able to discern stuff and i i mean i've seen like videos and pictures of like kindergartners homeworks assignments like their answers on the on these uh tests and questions and they're such smart asses they're learning how to be trolls at such a young age it's honestly <laughs> hilarious i was gonna they're, say like austin austin is probably like hell oh, i was i was so proud of this. i mean honestly to me 
the kids that see loopholes and have a sense of humor about it, I think. Oh, I think that they will advance. You know, having all that knowledge at their fingertips, like they will advance the human race as a species. So I'm optimistic from that standpoint. But I do think like the liberal situation is going to probably explode a little worse because of uh, having access to all the information in the world and people not being able to discern good information from bad information and just like believe in whatever they see on the internet. Yeah, this is coming for the biggest troll that I know. That uh, yeah, I'm a pretty big troll. <laughs> but one last thing on that is that like, I feel like I've learned my whole <laughs> job from YouTube. And that's the one thing I, I, I kind of bashed a lot of uh, social medias but I will I say YouTube is social media. Really, I, I, I think it is. I think it is too. And I, I, YouTube is my favorite thing in the world. Uh, like I, I love that YouTube so much. And I've learned my whole job from YouTube, but from watching tutorials and watching how to do things. And just, I love visual information. I don't like reading and trying yeah. to find it reading. If I can just type in what I want to know and then watch a video of someone explaining with animations and all that, that to me is a beautiful thing. Yeah. So real quick to just kind of like piggyback off that point. If you think of all the, if we're going to keep it on a media portion or a news portion, all the the alternative news and the alternative media, a lot of it is on YouTube. Yeah. So to me, that is why I figure I still see it as a social media. Okay, I, there's where there's still like so it's not a social. I understand where you're coming it's from. More, I think it's, it's more a, than just social media. Correct. Yeah. Not a social media in the in the a lot aspect of channels aren't really social at all. Right. right. There's a lot of there's not a lot of interaction. But the content on it is similar to what you're going to see you're in right. social media. Yeah, yeah, on on certain channels, I suppose. I'm not I'm not going to argue like I'm not going to argue that too much. I, I'll, I'll go back to my like uh, one of my points where you know I, kids are there, there's no way you're going to shelter kids from the stupid shit that they're going to see in the world. So like you you just try to find a balance between you know having them discover shit on their own. You you don't want to over shelter them. And you don't want to under shelter. Under shelter, right? Both of them are equally damaging, in my opinion. Yeah. So you just gotta. I mean, what parent, you, parenting's you gotta do? be hard. But you just. Well, I mean, parenting is obviously hard, but I mean, you just. Would you, you agree that you try phone use is a, a, a metric for doing that, or like using like the parental lock for like blocking certain websites? So there'd be two. Yeah, but I, I feel like okay, so like that. Okay, so I, now we're talking about like pretty young kids. If we're talking about parental locks, like. I'm also thinking about high schoolers where they're starting to develop their own mind and, and high schoolers are also uh, pretty fucking ignorant in a lot of ways. Whoa, but I you mean, just try your best as a parent. You don't you can't really control who your kid's gonna become, but you just try your best as a parent to instill in your in your children the correct teachings. Yeah. You know, and ultimately like you they need to discover shit. They're fucking people and they're they're going to become adults soon so you have them discover shit unprotected on their own because it's kind of the way it has to be done sometimes you want to go real deep uh, here ready let's say a parent is going to regulate how much time their kid uses their phone because they're trying to fall in between that not too sheltered but not uh sheltered enough spectrum that you mentioned uh, so they're monitoring how much time they're allowed to use the phone and then they're also blocking certain websites isn't that kind of similar to the government controlling what you see on YouTube or how or China regulating how many hours you can play video games? So isn't it almost like is it really the parents' place to make that decision in the same way it's is it the government's place to make that decision 
you're essentially acting as a government. I would say that you have a decent point there, but I, I think that okay, Biden, God. Well, I mean, you can't. You have to eventually you have to. Austin, eventually you have to wrap up your point so I can. Get I know, I'm, I'm just, just in my mind. For those listening, eventually Austin just punched Austin when he was trying to tell him to wrap yeah, it up. So he spit it out about it. I mean, he, he was just Christ. Yeah. Like, but you shut up, man. You may, you may. Well, you, you got your what you want to say in your head, and you wanted me to wrap it up, but I wasn't finishing the point. God, okay, go ahead. Uh, anyway, so like, Biden. I think that, yeah, if you're talking about sensory being very similar to like what China does and shit, like, yeah, it's true. But I think it's probably important to say, like, if you're a parent, you know, you instill in your kids, like, you, you say, you kind of like, I don't know what to say, force goals on them. You say, like, mm-hmm. as long as you like do your homework or. As long as you fucking eat your vegetables or some bullshit, then that earns them their own freedom. Gains. <laughs> that earns them their own freedom where you, you kind of like, I don't know, you regulate that freedom as time goes on. You don't necessarily regulate like, I don't know, the apps. Well, I think that that's in a way hypocritical because we're here sitting here talking about the government not being able to do this and that. And then you're saying like they need, as long as they eat their vegetables... Then they can I be always, on the phone and earn those privileges. Okay, Jay, go ahead, because I'm pissed so, off. <laughs> no, Austin, no, 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 Pat, if you're pissed off, go ahead. Okay, so, so like, Austin, whenever, whenever I say something like, you know, the government is trying too hard to be your parents, that's not what they're supposed to do. The parents are supposed to be your fucking parents. So I'll okay, accept that answer. So Bloomberg going into New York City, and even though that I don't hate this idea because I like, you know, good physical fitness going into new york city and banning like whatever the fuck he did 32 ounce sodas hashtag meathead that's a little bit too goddamn parenty when it's okay for a fucking parent to say no you can't you can't drink that soda or whatever because i'm just not gonna let you you know what i mean my point is the concept is the same but i do agree with you that the government isn't supposed to be your parents but your parents are supposed to be your parents the circumstances are a little different but the concept itself is the same so that's so it's a, kind of fishy, you know. It's weird. It's I've weird, never, weird. I've never really thought of it that way until you kind of brought it up, and it and it, and it like makes you think. And yeah. I think we're all thinking of it on a different angle because we're not parents. And I think yeah. I think once you have a kid, it changes you so much that that, that your attitude will change. But right. when I think of it, when I'm thinking more of just kind of where I was at, it wasn't necessarily the stuff that I couldn't do or my parents were saying you can't do this. But it was kind of the it was my own thought process of. Well, shit! I don't want to drink when I'm in high school because that's going to disappoint my parents. And I made my decision partially. I made my decisions based on what I thought my parents would think. So it's not necessarily that they're telling me that, hey, this is you're not, you're restricted to do this. You're not going to do this. They're just kind of saying like, hey, it's just not a good idea. To drink and you wanted them to be proud of you, correct? But go ahead. So there's two types of people. There's the people like you that when they are conscious of what their parents uh, would think of what they're doing, and they kind of let that guide them to making good decisions. But then there's the people that when their parents tell them not to do something, it makes them want to do it even more. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to tie it back to like the government and the internet or whoever's uh, censoring the internet to where it's like them wanting to censor the internet makes people want to do this shit even more. And in this situation, it's not really like, well, I want to do this because I want to make YouTube proud because you don't care if YouTube's proud. You want to do what you want to do. No, that's really good. That's absolutely good point. So I just wanted to mention that. But I was more so I speaking on the same page. Yeah, I was more so speaking just kind of on the on the kid part. But yeah, yeah. no, that's actually like good. This? No, okay. I, I, I was agreeing with you. I, I had a, I had another thought on that, but then it 
it drifted away from my mind. So like he, dust in the wind. He thought about Biden. Just oh, all yeah. I tell you what, guys, this was a this is a fantastic conversation. Very polarizing. This is fun maybe to have last five fun, yeah. fun to have smart Austin and smart Pat here talking about stuff. You know, yeah. I'm always smart. It was like 75 percent smart for me. Like I had a lot of. The twenty, the twenty, the twenty-five percent when we talk about politics. Yeah, I was a little like dazed and confused in my world. Is Fox News right or left? What? Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, that, I thought. Oh, wait, a few minutes. I thought he was talking with me. I don't I watch like, news. Nope. It's fine, but you uh, you live under a rock. Yeah, honestly, like, more people like to be more people need to be like that. But you that's why that. I have peace of mind. I'm not like stressing. Oh, but I hear you. It's just wild that you don't know where Fox News. <laughs> See, I'm in a state of bliss like him all the time because I'm all not right. worried about politics. So you know, guy, you guys know how we end this stuff. It's rant time and it's sport time for Jake. So who wants to go first? Pat. All right. Well, let's, Pat is fired up. Let's go. Let's rant. I'm not always going to have a rant um, or whatever you got to talk about. Sure. This is just uh, Pat content time. I just want to say that I've been kicking ass on my fitness for the last for a while now. I've been on a really. I've been on a nasty cut not tell. No. for two months. <laughs> I know I look like a beanpole, but I got more to say about that. And I'm sure that we're going to I'm sure that we're going to have debate on this. But what I'm really proud of is a, a, about a week ago, or maybe several days ago, something like that. During my cut, I reached in the 170s for the first time in several years, which is good on a lot of points. Now I had. More muscle mass right before COVID shut the gyms down, and I'm a hard gainer, so I lost all that muscle mass. But um, hard so loser, then he's too. a hard gainer. So hard gainer and hard loser. I, I think that my my body composition has been better, but as far as like you know, I, I, I guess I'm in a pretty lean spot. I've never been in the 170s like in the last eight to ten years, and I'm I'm pretty proud of that. I've got one more month to just like roll through this cut. I'm trying to get to 175, and the the purpose for that is that I'll be the leanest, then my metabolism is going to be at its fastest, which is going to allow me to build more muscle the more cut that I am, and then it's time to start a lean cut. Now, I've gotten some criticism about trying to be lean, and I'm sure you have something to say about that, so I'm going to just sell it to you so we can have to turn this into an open conversation rather than me just yeah, let's do it. I'll make a counterpoint and you can uh, debate. I can't wait. So I've been a beanpole my whole life. I was you walked thick. in here. And I uh, thought that. Yeah. yeah, I've been toothpicks, and let me tell you, it was not easy to begin lifting because you know it's a very frail uh, infrastructure uh, underneath heavy weights, not able to support it very good. Whereas, like if you look at someone that weighs like three hundred pounds, they got the most jacked calves you've ever seen in your life because they're used to carrying around three hundred pounds all day long, lifting that heavy stuff. So when a 300 pound guy goes to squat or whatever deadlift, like 300 pounds, like to them, it's, they're just lifting their body weight that they're always used to lifting. And if someone that's like 70 pounds or let's say 150 pounds tries to lift that same amount, like that's toothpick infrastructure is going to like snap underneath that amount of weight to where it's not easy to just like suddenly become very strong with a very like frail body. It's easier to take like a body that's got, weight behind it and able to push heavy muscle to use that to lose weight and like consolidate down into a leaner body so your argument basically let's rewind two months and i'm probably 13 pounds heavier i've got 
a little bit more strength because you're always going to lose a little bit of muscle mass when you go on a cut. It's fucking inevitable. But the idea is to try to lift the same as you did while dropping, and, and hopefully you're dropping, you know, seventy to eighty percent. Are you doing that as opposed? Yeah, I've only dropped. Okay, and that's different. I've only dropped a little bit of. I believe I've only dropped a little bit of muscle mass. So, you know, when I started this cut, when I started real aggressively, I was bench pressing one sixty five for six on my last set. I'm still there. Um, I had to drop my weights for like incline bench a little bit for example so i felt a little shitty about that so i think i've, I've lost a little bit of muscle mass like in my upper body uh squat i've my goal was to just not go up or down in weight it was just to keep the same weight so it before my aggressive cut i was doing 225 for six and i'm still there it feels pretty fucking hard right now so i think i'm i'm struggling through those six which makes which indicates that i lost a little bit of strength which is okay. You're always going to do that during a cut. So again, let's let's rewind two months and say what what's the alternative? Do like some maintenance exercise or bulk. There's three ways you can go, or four ways you can go. You can just not give a shit and quit going to the gym. You can do a maintenance thing where you just like try to stay the same weight and just I don't know gain strength. I don't really maintenance. I haven't really been in a, in a phase of maintenance in a long time. Really, that's just kind of a lazy way to go about bodybuilding, which is my number one favorite um, just passion right now. But there's basically two pulls. There's, do I bulk or do I cut? And I decided to cut. And the reason I did was because I just felt a little bit fat. And I know people fucking laugh at that. A lot of people that I know, they they're like, why are you going on a cut? You're already skinny as shit. Well, skinny and lean are two different things. I'm a fucking skinny, you know, a lot of times in my life, I've been a skinny fat ectomorph where I'm always going to be 6'4". I'm always going to have like a little bit of a thin frame. Like an alien. Like a fucking alien, you know, translucent skin and shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I kind of fucking well, distracted me. Well, while, I'll let you think about it while I answer because okay, so I've, I've talked a lot and I haven't really gotten there, so I'll let you go. So the fact that you've like cut a lot of weight and still maintain, it's, it's what it sounds like, 80% of your strength that you've had whenever you've weighed more, that's commendable because usually it's like you don't maintain it that much, but it sounds like you're being consistent, so that's good. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is I think that like your body – if when you're not eating, it tends to feed on itself, right? And so if you're heavy and you're not eating and it's feeding on itself and you're working out, that's probably a good thing. But if you're skinny and not yeah. eating, then it's feeding off of nothing and it's that's dangerous, I feel like. And I feel like you are not in a position to where you should go without eating to where when you your body's going to feed on it yourself, then yeah. it's not going to have much to chew on and that's not good for you. If you were like fat and you're not eating and working out, then I think that's okay. Okay, so let's talk about macronutrients. So I'm eating about. We're getting into it, Jake's. Jake's fucking sitting. We're about to get laughing. down to the atomic. We're getting. We're getting technical. I'm just going to sit here. How many electrons are we testing? You guys keep getting into. Let's talk about macronutrients and weight. Let's talk about it. He acted like he had thought of what I said before, and I don't think he did. But let's hear what he said. I don't think he did. It didn't make sense. Your argument didn't make sense between Mike being a, a fucking ectomorph versus a fucking guy that's kind of like... Oh, so your body feeding on itself. You know, as long as you're... The whole fucking idea of losing weight, whether you're a fairly lean already, like tall, skinny ectomorph like I am, or some... For people that don't know what ectomorph is, maybe explain. Ectomorph, there's, there's three... There's basically 
there's basically three different body types, and it's basically two poles in the same. Ectomorph is your is your taller person, skinnier, has a thinner plane. And then on the opposite end, you have a mesomorph, which is, I think it's a mesomorph, which is basically your short, plump, fucking wide-based fucking, I don't know. Short, like a short, a, short stubby guy. Like an oopaloopa. Like yeah, exactly. Sure. And then, the, and then the, I can't remember the name of it off the top so of my head. So you got gun is in the middle. Is the ectomorph. <laughs> Oompa Loompa is mesomorph, and then yeah. endomorph is uh, like muscular. Endomorph middle, is the middle, height, I believe. Yeah, sort of thing. And so let's talk about like let's just me. talk about the poles. So ectomorphs, <laughs> sure. they're hard gainers. <laughs> they they generally keep fat off pretty easily. Whereas on the opposite end, you know, uh, the fuck mesomorphs. mesomorphs. Yeah, I guess that's the other end. So mesomorphs generally they pick up fat and muscle both pretty quickly. They have a hard time controlling. And what do you consider yourself? Oh, I'm, we're definitely ectomorphs. Not just I'm not more of an endomorph. It sounds like we're talking about like transformers or fucking... You are, I, you're more of a deceptive. You are a fucking... <laughs> you are a fucking ectomorph. Well, I was once an endomorph. I'm a little bit of ectomorph now. I was once an endomorph. You recovering can, endomorph. You are a fucking ectomorph. Okay, so back to our so back to our discussion away from body types, like whether you're a fucking fat fuck. So you didn't say what you're ectomorph. So you're okay. So whether you're a fat fuck or an ectomorph, like whenever you lose weight, I hate the phrase "lose weight" because what you really want to do, you don't want to lose, you don't want to lose, you don't want to lose muscle mass. You want to lose body fat while keeping muscle mass. Because weight is not a measure of like how healthy or good your body looks. You can be a, you can be even for me at six four, I can be a skinny fat two hundred pounds, or I can be a pretty fit muscular, you know, low body fat two hundred pounds. And so what I'm saying is that when I cut thirteen pounds, even though you think that it's not good for me and my body's like consuming itself or whatever you said, the way that I eat, which is the way you're supposed to eat in bodybuilding, is. You're supposed to eat enough protein for your muscles to basically to hang on to your muscle mass. As long, especially if you're working out consistently, you'll do that. So I'm still eating 180 grams of protein a day, but I've cut down on the carbs and a little bit of the fat, and that cuts down on my overall caloric intake. The workouts are harder because those are your source of energy, but that's just kind of what you have to do to go through a cut. You know, okay. I thought you were doing more fasting than that, but it sounds like you are getting a decent amount a day. To me, I thought you were like starving yourself in the in the effort of losing weight, and I think that's just dangerous. But it sounds like you are giving yourself the proper nutrition. That's absolutely dangerous. Yeah, and so like that's where I that's where the concern rose from. I was like, you should probably shouldn't starve yourself to lose weight. That's not the right way. You're not starving myself. It seemed like it seemed like that to me at first, but now that you've explained it, it doesn't sound like it. I will. Follow my sword for saying that you can turn fat into muscle because I just looked it up and apparently you can't you can, physiologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah you gotta like burn it. So I didn't know that. Different, I did not know that. You burn, you burn fat. I mean, you ideally in an ideal world, you burn fat and you gain muscle, and they're two completely separate things. That being said, on cuts, there, there's there's no way unless you're making newbie gains. So like, if you're completely, if you're going newbie gains. Newbie gains is basically when you haven't been in the gym ever or in a oh, couple of years or several yeah. months and your muscles aren't used to lifting. Yeah. <laughs> now, that, at that very early New stage, <laughs> very early stage, it's possible to gain a little bit of muscle and cut a little bit of body fat um, at the same time. But 
generally speaking, like it's impossible to do at the same time if your body is in shape. So you, okay. so you go on these cuts and then you go on bulks and you go on cuts and you go on bulks. And then bodybuilding is so much easier to cut fat than it is to build muscle. It takes so much longer to, to add a pound of muscle than it yeah. is to lose a pound of fat. Yeah. And so that's just the idea behind bodybuilding is you, you try to gain muscle and lose fat. And so I had a decision to make. There's always a decision, in my opinion. There's like there's definitely a place for maintenance, which is trying to stay your weight, but almost exclusively in bodybuilding, you want to either be in a bulking phase where you're trying to pick up lean muscle mass without picking up too much fat. And the more experience you get, the less fat you pick up with the muscle you build. Or the opposite, which is you want to drop weight by dropping body fat and trying to hang on to as much muscle mass as possible. And then you just alternate and continue to grow. And I would be so much more advanced if uh, the fucking... Here it comes. The gyms the fucking never idiots didn't. If the fucking idiots didn't close the gyms, I'd be so much further than I am right now. But anyway, it's just what I want to say. I'm proud of like... Proud of where I've... What is this shit? Lily show me the way. <laughs> I love fucking bodybuilding memes, man. God damn. Yeah, uh, uh, ver- verbal meme. It is a uh, Jesus with a bottle with a bottle of whey saying, "Load, Lord, show me the way." Got to get those gains, bro. W. So I mean, Pat, the way you talk, you seem like you'd be like Arnold Schwarzenegger or some shit. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I feel like that's number five. You know, that's number five. I'll just wow. in Are you just, sure? I'll the governor. I didn't even think about that. Are you I'm sure? I guarantee you I'm positive. I've never heard you be a fan. 100% governor. I really? Really? Bodybuilding. Let me just talk. Are you sure you don't have to think about that? No. I absolutely don't. I feel like you sold. You think you did steroids? I think they all fuck. I mean. Duh. Yeah. I think that you have to. Mother, okay. Would you just say yes? Better question. I yes think or no question. <laughs> no, it's not a better question. They all, yes or no they all still did a fuck ton of work to get to where they were. And I think, yeah, that, I think that Arnold admitted doing steroids okay. just to like, I think it was like trying to keep the muscle mass that he already had type thing. I'm not fully fucking like in on this, but I mean, who gives a fuck about steroids right now? So in order to be, okay, let me talk about Arnold. In order to be... <laughs> The motherfucker Whoa, was. shouldn't talk about. Wow, that. I don't think we need to talk we about. The motherfucker was. Let me talk about. Motherfucker won seven Mister Olympias, I think, in the eighties, and maybe that extended the nineties. Won seven Mister Olympias while he was like kind of an Austrian export. Um, and I guarantee you that we couldn't just fucking be like, well, let me just take a few steroids, and you know, it still takes a lot of work to pick up all that muscle and cut all that fat, even if it is. Just Profession to get to where he was, and if that's not inspirational enough, the fact that he's arguably the the most successful bodybuilder of all time to turn to turn his fucking life and career. You wouldn't take the rock did. over him. No, I would. That's not. really that is a really because I feel like that's a really good question. No, no, I swear to God, nothing against Arnold, but like, go ahead, I'll say something. But really really up there, the Rock is so big in our generation, though. But the yeah. the Schwarzenegger was probably he was Michael Rock. Jordan. He was probably the he was probably the Rock of that generation. Yeah, he, he, was, he was the he was the Rock before the Rock was. The I will say, so, if the Rock becomes he was president, the president, if he the becomes Rocks. the president or governor of a state. Then the rock might have, but hey, man. until then, the governor's got it. Here, here's here's the thing about I, I like, is that the I rock is still he's better. Yeah, the rock is still in his forties or whatever, and Arnold is almost eighty, I think. 
Or he's in his mid seventies or some shit like the Rock's that. Movies are so there's good plenty too. of time for the Rock, and I love the Rock. That's a good point. The Rock, you know. So you what is that trash? I'm still sold on art. What's that trash ass movie with the Rock in um, Johnny Knoxville, where he's like going on a vendetta, killing a bunch of people? I don't know. Never heard of it. Looking it up. It was. It was. So you look. I fact though. I will rant on Nicolas Cage eventually in this podcast. I hate. Nicholas. You know what? Screw the sentence moment. I'm okay, you'll do that. No, okay. I'm gonna rant. Okay. Nicholas Before Cage. we go, like, I want to wrap up my thoughts sure. on Arnold because that's a, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to change my mind. Like, there are people that could be as inspirational if you give them thirty more. Thank years you, years. Andy. Walking tall. That Walking. movie sucks. Okay. So, Sorry. No. Fucking whatever. <laughs> but Arnold went from a just a fucking like Austrian. It's Austrian language. What did they speak? Austrian. あ、それはジャーマンスピーキングでは、オーストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのアストリアのア
Uh, he, he's in trouble. Austin, I know you're not a sports guy, but this guy, he's the coach of an NFL team. He was a college team, total piece of shit. Um, I know who you're talking. He was about. at yeah. He was at a he was at one of those bars. Chick yeah, grinding on. He's married. Total piece of shit. He's done. All right. This <laughs> this Sunday Saturday, I'm going to give you guys some bets here. Got ten seconds. Here we go. Thursday night, take the Seahawks money line. Saturday, Michigan three and a half point uh, favorites. Take them. Sunday, Bills Chiefs over. Bill, Chiefs defense terrible. Monday night, Colts plus seven. Thank you. And I heard that guy stuck two fingers of a girl's hot. Dude, hot he hot was all oh, dog. Maybe I need to watch this. <laughs> no, I mean they're not going to see anything, but they were all they were all over it. Like Barstool Sports did all. I saw him. I saw one just still picture of it. I was like, that might be interesting. For some reason, I decided not to click on it, but I was like, I don't know. The girl he was married to was pretty So he's missing girl's age, probably. Yeah, that's easily probably is his daughter's age. This guy is a degenerate again. No, no suing me. Degenerate piece of shit. <laughs> Degenerate piece of shit. Fantastic okay. football coach, so. though. Oh, great football. Uh, I thought he got, like, they lost to where it was some sort of scheme. No, if we're talking about Urban Meyer's coaching career, he fucking won national well, championships. Well, last week they lost on Thursday or something, and then he partied into this. So there's a game. He's from Cincinnati. They played a game in Thursday night in Cincinnati. His whole team went home to Jacksonville or wherever they were going to. Okay. He stayed, didn't even go with his team, and stayed and hung out. He was going to hang out with his family or whatever. And <laughs> they found him on Friday night, you know, basically hand up this chick's butt yeah. the entire So, like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, you got to know. Do you know which team that Urban Meyer won his first college football game as a head coach against? That would be Utah. Oh wait, he was, was with, against, he was with Utah. No, it was a uh, Bowling Green. Oh, Bowling Green? Yep. Oh, no, I don't know. It's Michigan on a spoo. The Missouri Tigers. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, he won his first game against Mizzou as a head coach Shout of Bowling out. Green. No, not even shot. And out. I remember that day. I, I hate Mizzou. I remember that day. Well, I like Mizzou. But I remember that day and I was like, we lost a fucking bowling green and then ten years later I found out that fact. You and I was like torched. And I was like, Oh, so it was Urban Meyer Yeah, this sucks. Yeah. Like it was Urban Meyer's bowling green. And I was like, ah, oh, that makes a little bit more sense. Hell of a coach. You know. Undefeated Utah team with Alex Smith. You know, the Florida Gators, we know what he did there. He did some good shit at Ohio State. They were undefeated one year, but not eligible for the championship. Yeah, I mean, piece of shit. Fantastic yeah. football coach. I'm gonna have to you watch really that think video. the coach has Effect on the game. Are you going to fucking come at me like that and sound? No, I'm just asking. Is that really how it is? College, like in college, in college, yes. In college, they they do because they you don't have as many superstars. Okay, you don't have as many like that makes sense. Yeah, so you still have like you would have like us playing college football at at some point. Maybe you know a couple spots. but you know like Joe Blows, guys that sell insurance, guys that sell insurance for a living. You know, outside of college football, are legit decent college football players. Okay, we're at the NFL. All these dudes are legit all stars. Like all stars, these are the best guys on their college teams. Yeah. So like, yeah, the coach I think makes a little bit more. Okay. College, so it doesn't mean feel like he just gave all the credit to the coach and not the players. That's why I had to ask. I mean, when you're fucking coaching Bowling Green in Utah, I mean, you're winning, era, I mean, kinda, I when you're winning had, national I championships. Had, I don't know who he had in Bowling Green, but in Utah, I mean, Alex Smith was a freaking. Pro Bowl quarterback. Sure, so, but I mean, you got to give a little bit of credit to Urban Meyer too. Fucking right. But I hate him. So I'm like, All right, fine. Well, fuck you. He's a very good football coach, but he's got hard problems and fucking quits jobs after two years and apparently grinds on college girls when he's in his mid, mid to late 50s or whatever. Social media screwed him up. Anyway, yeah, he's so, so, so 
first, do you have yeah. anything else with the sports minute that you want to do? I just want to say uh, the Ryder Cup went the U.S.'s way. We won yes, 19 It was the biggest blowout yes. in the fucking Europe era. And by Europe era, I mean the Ryder Cup started out as a competition between the U.S. and Great Britain. And then it was like Great Britain, Ireland. And then expanded to the whole European continent, basically, sometime in the 70s. And the Europeans have kind of dominated, like, historically once it became continental Europe. But we, I think the average world ranking for the U.S. was like eight something. We had like 10 of the top 12 players in the world. Fucking completely dominated the Europeans. Biggest blowout in forever. And uh, it was fucking fun to watch. Is it golf? That's golf. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I guess I didn't know if this was like horseback riding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that. Sorry, I guess it was horseshoes. No, Austin, I can make fun okay. of you. I can make fun of you, but you, it, it wasn't obviously golf. That shows my sports knowledge right there. Okay, so uh, again, this is a little bit like off the cuff, but ate this dude so much. So, I mean, I had so much stuff. Nicholas Cage to me is the most overrated actor, period, of all time. Of all time. Let's just, I wrote down, there's only two movies that he's any good in, all right? Two movies. Can I guess the two? Yeah. Gone in 60 seconds. Sucks. Nope, that's on my National shitty Treasure. National, National, National Treasure. National Treasure. And National Treasure 2. Oh, okay. the only two movies. I was and the only reason, like Ghost Rider. The only, Ghost Rider sucks. I'm going to get to that point. Okay. The only reason yeah. why National Treasure is any good is because like the concept behind it is thrilling. It's great. Like idea. I want to know like like that would be awesome yeah, to like go in the freaking cool. Mount Rushmore and like right. you know Final go up to a stone and reach in. Right. Like, they set it like, up for a third, but they never got it. Right, because Nicholas Cage isn't out of money yet. I mean, just wait. Once he once he's out of money, he'll throw. He'll he'll just do whatever he wants to do. All right. Again, I'm gonna add that fourth one because I forgot about that. I got three movies that he absolutely sucks at. All right. Oh, he's had a lot. Hot air. Terrible. Conair is a disgusting movie. movie's fine. I don't even know what that is. No, it's a terrible movie. It's about like a freaking airplane with these cons. The only the only thing that I know about that whole stupid movie is him sitting on there. He's got freaking hair. He's like, put the bunny back. That's <laughs> all he does. That's the only thing. He sucks. Terrible. What? I know you want to say something. I suppose that the, I don't know. I, I guess, suppose I guess that the acting in that movie by Nicolas Cage wasn't probably that great. It was like a pretty easy character. I'll put it that way. Suck. But I think Con Air. No, no, it was it was simple acting. He, I could fucking do that. Jake part. thinks that Nick Cage acts the same in every movie. Yes, he does. He's a sloth. He's a sloth. I think he's a all pretty, he does he's the same is person in every movie. he's the same person. He's this crazy guy, and then he's like he's slothing around, and then he's just. <laughs> He, uh, he I think he's made some terrible decisions on what roles to do in what particular movies, but I think he's actually a pretty good fucking. No, actor. he's awful, awful okay. actor. Well, let's go to Ghost Rider. That's Ghost fine. Rider. I've what makes Ghost, Ghost Rider a good movie? Never seen Ghost Rider. Okay, Con Air is a good movie. The Con Air sucks. Fuck what you. makes Ghost Rider a good movie? The motorcycle. Eva Mendes. Eva oh, Mendes yeah. makes it a good movie. That's yeah, the yeah. only thing that makes it a good movie. The whole thing is a terrible idea, and the fact that he plays this badass guy or whatever, disgrace. Disgrace. Ghost Rider sucks. All right, next. The next movie is called Next. All right. Wait. The premise. The premise of this movie oh, is yeah. the stupidest premise I've ever heard. Is this by a time he already fell off? I don't know when this was. Okay. But again, what what is makes this, this one where it's like they're like seeing it like um, ten minutes in the future? Yes. Or some shit like that? Yes. What makes this movie great? Austin. Who's in that one? Jessica Biel. That one makes this movie great. Again, he gets picked with these freaking hot actresses, and that's the only reason why he's any good. That's why he sucks. 
He sucks. This whole premise. This whole premise, Peck, is he sits in this freaking thing. The very first scene of this epi- of this movie is like he's he's at this blackjack table and he's like sitting there and he can see two minutes into the future. How stupid is this? He sees two minutes into the future and he sees what cards come and he's like, hit me. And he wins a bunch of money and then they go and try to beat his ass. The whole premise of this movie, spoiler alert, by the way, if you want to see this trash-ass movie, he goes, um, the only, he can see the future with one person, and that's Jessica Biel. He can see, like, 20, he can see, like, instantly in her. the future. Everything that happens to her because he's in love with her, whatever, spoiler alert, again. But how he shows her that he can see into the future, again, terrible way to do it. He's sitting there in this hotel room, they're in the bed, they're, they're laying on the bed, and they're like, uh, he's like, Pancakes, syrup, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she changed the channel, and this is fucking pancake commercial. And it's like, all you can eat buffet on the next channel. Come down to blah, 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 blah. And it changed the channel, and it's what it says on the next thing. And she's like looking at him like, what the hell's going on? Terrible premise. Oh, this movie sucks. Are we talking shit about Nicolas Cage? Or the writers and directors have made him. Who cares? He signed on. Yeah. He signed on so as again, the main. So again, I will. Is the main so actor me, of this movie? So let me repeat that. Like, I think that his main mistake is signing up for a lot of shitty movies. No, he's a terrible. But this kind of right. goes back to the, like the coach being the reason why the team did good. Like the directors and the writers, like don't influence how he acts. Like he's a shitty actor, is what. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They can put you can put anybody. In the but it sounds like. Let me get to my last point. Sounds like. Okay. It sounds like you're Let me get to my last. Let me get to my last. Let me get to my last. The last one, and I'm glad you brought this up. Gone in sixty seconds. What makes Gone in sixty seconds good? Can anybody say? Uh, what the fuck is, is her it? Name? She's hot. Angelina Jolie. That's her name. Wow. I haven't Surprise. seen. Surprise. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Even a National Treasure, that blonde chick's hot in there too. I like this. Is ridiculous. I know this is Hollywood in general, but again. Nicholas Cage hasn't had any movie where there's not a hot actress with him. Too. Yeah, man. So I terrible. Watched, that movie sucks. Let's hear Pat's. I, I watched Gone in sixty seconds. Uh, I mean, it, it was I watched it a while ago, and then I like watched it a few years ago, and I was it was I will admit it was not as good as I remembered. It was way better when I was fucking I don't know sixteen than it was when I was. Right, did you remember Nicholas Cage in it all? I think he did well in that movie. Yeah, I know. Right? Oh terrible. man, we have conflict. I'm not just gonna yeah. fucking agree with you. Everything. That's fine. You don't have to agree with me, but I think I've I've lined up my whole. My oh, I, I don't have enough dispute to say you're wrong. I just I don't know. I kind of Nicholas Cage. I agree that Nick Cage acts the same in a lot of movies, but I will also say that I kind of like Nick Cage in some movies, and I, I don't hate him as much as Jake. Right. Well, I mean, it's it, it's very. It's very documented how much I hate him. Yeah, he's movie. hated them since I've hated him since the very beginning. He gets this way about every time. So again, I'm just gonna say the most overrated actor in Hollywood and somehow keeps getting movies and keeps getting put with hot chicks. Well that's because he sucks. Oh, okay. that's, that's they're finally they're finally yeah. caught up with him. He's gone. Jake's he's got enough, he's got enough me he's got enough money where he doesn't need to come to these crappy movies. And again, I understand, I understand. These people aren't putting him in the best positions, but I'm sorry. He's putting himself in that because he's a shitty actor and he can't get anything. So maybe else. I'll just settle with this and say that I think that Nick's, Nicholas Cage has, uh, I think he has a lot of potential as an actor, but I don't know. I guess it's been wasted. He has no her. potential as an actor. I think he's a fucking, I think he's a good actor. I got no, he's trash. What's your favorite Nick Here Cage movie? National actually, Treasure, easy. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I just think it's funny <laughs> that he's an amazing actor. Okay. 
I did see this. Thank you, Jamie, for pulling this up. Jamie. Drunken, disorderly Nicholas Cage mistaken for homeless man thrown out of the <laughs> Vegas line. This is September 25th of this year. Do you what? think a good actor is going to be mistaken as a drunk and homeless man? Wasn't Mel Gibson fucking thrown, like, no, he wasn't thrown in jail, but didn't he have some Mel shit? Mel Gibson also is a racist, that kind of stuff, right? I mean, come on now. Yeah. Like, whatever he did. But is he not a good actor? He's, is Kevin he's better than Nick Cage. Is Kevin Spacey not a good actor? Who gives a fuck? Like, he might be a goddamn racist, or he, he, he might be a kitty fiddler, but that doesn't mean he's a good fucking actor. Kitty well, my, point, point? my point here is that you can't just fucking say, oh, Nicolas Cage getting thrown out of a goddamn like bar thinking people, people think he's no, almost man. This doesn't make him a bad actor, I guess. Take that to his acting. No, what I'm saying is, is that he's so trash that people can't even tell that, oh, like if there's a good actor. So he's a piece of shit. If there's, no, if there's a good actor, if there's a good actor, you can be like, oh, shit. Uh, uh, Joe Pesci is drunk and disorderly in a bar, but that's Joe Pesci. That's, God, that's Goodfellas. That's Joe Pesci. Are you kidding me? Like, that guy is awesome. That, I'm not mistaken him for a drunken homeless man. Nicholas Cage sucks so much that somebody comes into a bar and looks at him and goes, who's this drunk hobo out here? Nick, Nick Cage played a drunken homeless man in Con Air for the first, like, ten minutes and then got thrown in prison. Well, because he's really good at it because he actually is a drunken homeless guy. Maybe. All right. Well, I'll say it. A terrible actor. Sucks. I hate you, Nicholas Cage. I never knew Pat liked no. Nick Cage. Yeah, I mean, I what like, the hell? I like it. I don't fucking have problems with Jesus. Jesus. I don't have a problem with Nick Cage. Just trying to defend the motherfucker a little bit. I need, yeah, I, I, I can see. Yeah, shit. All right, Austin. Let's okay. end it up here, buddy. Okay. I think we've had, like, a pretty serious, like, conversation <laughs> for the most part of the night, so I was going to try to bring it up to a high note. Like, we were talking to Pat mentioned, like, Sociopath. He's been saying a lot of killer statements. Should we talk about like our that. golf shit? Maybe not. Now. No, well, there's, there's nothing to about talk about with that. Yeah, like, there's really not, not really a story there. Okay. Anyway, but, go ahead. Yeah. So, like, you mentioned sociopath and killers and all that shit, and it brings to mind three words: Peter Griffin porn. <laughs> what? So, I'm thinking like I, I I've been wanting to talk about this because I feel like what the fuck is this shit? I mean, it all comes back to Pornhub, right? Uh, this what is every it? episode? I think hentai yeah. or hentai or something. Right? Hentai, hentai. Yeah, yeah. So, who the fuck watches that shit? And who the fuck makes that shit? Like, I seriously think that people that make that shit and watch that shit, and, like, beat off to that, are like sociopath, serial killer. Like, those are like telltale signs of a serial killer. Someone that draws that shit, like drawing the like. Imagine like in your spare time. You're drawing like, like Peter Griffin fucking like Lisa Simpson or some shit. Like oh. this shit is so fucking weird that I cannot believe someone is sitting drawing frame by frame these scenes. And I'm like, is there really people out there watching this shit? Like, what? There's some freaky motherfuckers out there. Like that shit freaks me out that people actually yeah. watch that. And like, that, it begs the question: Have you guys ever? Watched it and beat off to. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. I, I feel like Pat has with all the killer statements tonight. Hentai, no. Good. All right, Holy good. Because I was going to. That sounded like someone just got ran over. Hashtag, uh, hashtag Gheto. Damn, oh, sorry. Let's, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, I thought it was somebody peeling out. Holy fuck. No. That was like Maybe it is a burnout. But no, yeah, anyways, it was a short topic but like i seriously think that people that make that shit we need to watch out for those people because they are like serial killers in the making like that shit's not right you know like if you're i, f I imagine them like in a dark basement like drawing that shit and like 
their pupils getting big and like they're drooling and all this shit. And like, it freaks me out that someone's out there making that shit. I think that a lot of times, I think a lot of times this could be true, but I think think it's also true where people who are fucking freaks with their weird fucking kinks and they're into some weird shit, like let them fucking be freaks in the bedroom. And if they're normal in person, doesn't affect like the rest of their lives. And it's not fucking nothing wrong with that. If you want to be a weirdo in the sack, do it, but (laughs) Well, what if they are? I feel like they have right. to be a little weird. What you're saying is it might be a correlation. Otherwise, it's like an alter ego thing where they're like normal, and and that to me is like well, kind I, of weird. And I'm down. I'm down with that, Pat, because there is some stuff that's like, yeah, you can be you know, some. Jake's shit. like tie me yeah. up and call me. No, daddy. no, no. Not, I mean, not that that <laughs> drastic, but like there are some. Like I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever helps you out, do your thing. But at the same time, like. Cartoon shit, like come yeah, on. that's like, so that weird. so bizarre. Away from cartoons, like for a second, I was watching or listening to Joe Rogan talk to Nikki Glazer, and Nikki Glazer said basically that that she can only get off. I can't remember if, if this was just like her masturbating or if she's like with a dude <laughs> masturbating. I'm sure that was fucked. I know you're laughing because I said that so formally, jerking off. She just said finger blasting, fucking well, finger blasting very, herself. Like either way, she basically described the only way that she can get off is if. If she she has to like watch a girl basically get fucking abused in court, oh and God. I think Nikki Glazer is like, besides her being a comedian, they're fucking funny, but having oh, problems like normal like functioning person in society that just has a weird kink where right. she has to get off. Which, by the way, two things. Uh, St. Louis, Louis shout out. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. and she is also hilarious. She's funny as shit. She's hilarious. I've never heard like, I'd like to go see her in person. She's hilarious. Is she like what kind of sense of like dark humor? She is. Um, she seems like it was cool. no, no, no. She's not really dark humor. She's she like a she's a funnier Amy Schumer. Dude, Amy Schumer Amy is Schumer. not funny. Okay, I listen to Amy Schumer, and it's just all her talking about how big of a whore she is. It's like, right, well, this is Nikki It's like, dude, that's pretty gross. I don't really want to hear that. So to me, that sort of humor is like not funny at all. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, I I'm laughing. Some of because, it is probably funny, but right, for the most part, it's like eh, not very funny. Right? I mean, that's not something that we understand. But I still think that Nikki Blazer is very funny. Who says Austin doesn't understand? Ah, yeah, funny. Shout out, but no, I agree with you, Austin. Like, everybody else. There's a difference between like you know, hey, I'm into insert your kink here rather than hey let's watch this like peter griffin yeah like that seriously that's uh, if a girl ever told me she wanted to watch that or that she watched that that, that'd probably be a deal breaker yeah i think if she wants to get choked i tend more okay that's fine i tend that i tend more to the uh i tend more to the guys watching this stupid cartoon shit but i guess there's it could be both there's probably chicks that watch that too yeah yeah, it's not definitely not. Nice. I mean, guys are animals, though. Chicks are more, a little bit more, you know. I don't know. It's pretty even, I feel like. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's even, but I know what you're saying. There's probably some two completely different fucking people, really, men and women. I don't know. Like, you know we don't have to get into that topic again. Yeah, we're we're going to try to keep this intellectual for 25 minutes if we get into that. Yeah, we'll keep it intellectual. Yeah, that was a weird, vague input of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe we hit it with a closer. And uh, my favorite, before, before we, my favorite parts of this podcast is when Pat goes, 
Ah, fuck. I just forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. Was question, Jake? Hey, I had he has, he has as much of those moments as I did. That shit must be contagious then, because, right. uh, yeah, that's happened to me, like, the last two podcasts. Where I'm just, I only I did it once tonight, and you did it once tonight. Oh, I think it was so. Yeah, you did it twice, I think. No, I think I did it once, but we can review the tape. What? Well, what are we what talking about? I'm just kidding. What? Oh, that was supposed to be a joke, like, because you're talking about... Never mind. Austin is for anyways, everybody. <sighs> I think, guys, I think we we cover a lot of ground here. I think that um, both uh, our, our boy, shout out, STL, Jack Dorsey, and Mark Zuckerberg need to listen to this podcast right now because they could take a lot of uh, advice from us on how social media can work and how the future of social media will look. So, hey, fun fact. Fun. I, so, how I, was, I, want, I don't want to say who she is, right. but someone I know was at Mark Zuckerberg's house when they launched Facebook. Really? Yeah. She was uh she knew him and she got to go to a party there. So sure. that's her claim to fame. But yeah. Shout out. All right. Well Jack Dorsey went to one of my high schools uh, he went to Rolla. He did go to Rolla too. Didn't graduate. Who is Jack yeah. Dorsey? Is he the Twitter guy? Twitter yeah, guy. He's Twitter Dorsey, Jesus Christ. He went to Rolla? He went to Rolla briefly. He hey, he's from St. Louis. And he's from St. Louis. Wow. He went to uh, was he what kind of engineer? He went to Duberg. I think he was comp side, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking nerd. Probably wears a fedora. <laughs> you, know, you know, everyone that does comp side does acid and wears fedoras. He is one of those guys. Like he looks like a freaking. He looks like the Geico. Come back to this guy. He looks like the Geico caveman. Though. He went to like apparently. Yeah, guy like, does. Apparently, like two years ago, he went to just like freaking like Bora Bora or somewhere, like and just went away for like a year, and then just like grew this massive beard with some chick. Still has like did the beard grew a chick too? No, somewhere else. Beard grew a chick, but the chick or the chick grew a beard. I didn't even realize I said it like that. I don't think she did that. Something called it. But but (laughs) anyway, that's two. But wait, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um. Yeah, I just you said comp sci majors, and it reminded me of a story when I was really drunk and I was talking to this guy that was wearing a fedora. And I always just thought that people that do comp sci wear fedoras and do acid. And like, I remember just talking to this guy in a fedora, and I was like, "What's up, man? Do you do uh, like comp sci and acid?" And it, he was just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" It was, and I don't know, it was really random. Well, but. we know we know a couple comp sides, don't we? Yeah, but I don't think ours no, ours wear fedoras. I don't think he was. He does acid, but not fedoras. <laughs> so he's like bi curious. I thought it was just. It, it, uh, remember, it was mostly if you had to be a comp sci, you had to have a neck beard and a fedora. Like that yeah. was you, that yeah, was like a requirement. Standard, yeah, that was standard opposite procedure and yeah. requirement. You, you had to have musty hair on the stink. You had to you had to pass. You had to take the FE and have a fedora and neck beard. Yeah, musty hair and stink twenty four seven. And do acid and sell NFTs. <laughs> NFTs, that's a good one too. So, I think we cover a lot of ground today, boys. I think this is a great conversation. I think everybody will enjoy it. And if you don't, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, so, hopefully you learned something. If you don't, didn't, go fuck yourself. Right. I love that. That's a great thing. So it was delightful. It was very good, boys. It was very delightful. I just can't wait to take a shit. I gotta. You're go. almost. You're almost <laughs> there. So until next episode. Thank you, guys. Enjoy yourself. This is goodbye.